for it to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dawson. And Kyle, joining us tonight, this is an old friend of mine. Old friend of mine from the stand-up comedy days. This guy, and this guy, he's slumming it tonight because this guy's a real broadcaster. And he's going to tell you a little <laughs> bit about what he's doing in a minute. But uh, everybody say hello to, uh, to Brian, uh, Brian Noonan. Brian, how you doing? Hello, Pat. Hi, Kyle. How are you? Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. Well, you like delving it. into the podcast world, I'm excited about it. It's new. It's uh, all the kids are talking about podcasts. I don't know anything about podcasts. You can say whatever you want on here, is Molly. That right? Molly, uh, uh, Brian. My daughter Molly. Uh, is yes, here. Brian's. Uh, you you want to say hello, Molly? Say hello. 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 Molly's here. Molly's 19, so we. I swear, we swear on here. Molly's, Molly that. spent 19 years with me. She is. Her, <laughs> there is nothing you can say what, that she has not heard. Let me ask you this: yes. At what age? What age was Molly when you would swear in front of her? I am a horrible father. It was yeah. She, I think she was born, and I was just she would. They were still wiping goo off her, and I was swearing. I'm not. I, I try. I tried. It's it's not part of my DNA. I still don't swear in front of the kids. You're a much better father than I. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in this one aspect, I just don't. I just don't know why. I don't know what age they'll get to to when I. You know, they're 11 and 15. I don't know when I'll do it. But one time, uh, one time. the house was messy, and I was like, "You, I'm, hey, look, you, you guys have to, you, you, you have to clean this crap up." And you would have thought I said the other c word because yeah. they were like, <gasps> "Well, see, it does have an effect when you don't use it. That's why mm-hmm. I could say, it, it, that's why I could say anything now, and it won't affect Molly because she's heard it all before. She's like, "That's just he's in a great yeah, mood." That's today. just it. yeah. Oh, he only said f once. Yeah. I, why did I say f? It's Fine. a podcast. I can say fuck, right? I yeah. Can say you can say anything you want. Oh, it's very liberating. Yeah. Now that I could swear, I I'm not, I don't really need to. No, don't go back to your job and throw an no, f bomb. No, see, down, that's you'll get that's fired. the thing. Anytime there's a mic around, I try not to swear just mm-hmm. out of habit because I've come close, but I've. Two biggest fears mm-hmm. working in the radio. One is saying the wrong call letters, which I've done because I work at two different stations. So I've done that once, and the other is swearing. Because I just, swearing is part of my mm-hmm. DNA. It's not, it's not that I'm doing it for effect. It's right. not that I think I'm a tough guy. I just, I'm dumb, and I like right. to swear. And just because we, you can swear on here doesn't, I mean, we don't do it, you know. Right, not gratuitously. No. But, I'm um, not going to drop an MFR. I'm not, not, not unless you need to. I don't think so. Because even if I'm talking about Terry Luttrell, I don't need to drop an MF. <laughs> I don't need to. I, uh, when Brian was coming out, I said, I said, Brian, uh, let's do a, I didn't, because I didn't want to give you like, I didn't want to, hey, let's do our favorite songs that feature harmonica. I didn't want to throw that at you. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, so full disclosure, Brian uh, drove across country with his daughter, Molly, because Molly is uh, going to be doing an internship for the Conan show this yes. summer, which Kyle also did. Yeah. And uh, and my friend, our friend Pete Moore, his son did it, and these are uh, these are all, these all happen because of our friend Jimmy Pardo, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then you know Jimmy opens the door and says, "Hey, look at this resume." And mm-hmm. then Molly did all the interviews, and yeah, it's yeah. all it's you know it's, it's on the because really, I have a feeling even if you were a, uh, even if you have it in, if you're a complete idiot, yes. oh, yeah. that's, it's, it's yeah. still a major television show. They're not going to go. Well, we got to hire this mongoloid yeah. to come in. Can no, I say mongoloid? Once he sure. sure. All right. Once he tells. Once he tells them, hey, my friend's daughter, my friend's uh, nephew, 
they, they, he told me, he goes, they go, well, unless they're a complete idiot, Jimmy, it's, it's done. Well, I mean, we'll still put them through nice. the, the calls well, and everything. Well, that's showbiz, I worked right? with a, it is complete showbiz. idiots there, though. You did work with some complete idiots? Interns, yeah. Who, who, who did I they know? I was going to say, who are they related to? I have to? no idea. Some here's producer. The, here's the probably. thing. When I was, when I was your age, uh, Molly, 19, or when you, how old were you when you did it? I think I was 21. Yeah, a little bit older than her. She's a little mm-hmm. bit smarter than you. Um, she works hard. I didn't know. She doesn't I, swear like her old man. Does. Uh, she's she's oh, never going to make it. Never going to make it far. I uh, I didn't even know that uh, internships like that existed or were even possible. Right. Like if someone would have said, "Yeah, you could go out to California and be, work on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson for the summer." What? Huh? Yeah. What are you? How do you say? do that? Yeah. That doesn't. No, there's no such thing. My my summer break between sophomore and junior mm-hmm. year in college, I was working at a loading dock. There was nothing. There was no thought yeah. of show busy kind of stuff no. or or things like that. It was like go get some money. It's like that. What's that new song? The Twenty One Pilots. Something. Got to wake up and make the money. Yeah. You know that's what I do. I wake up and make the money. The um, now I sleep all day and make nothing. <laughs> My internship was at the local television station WTAJ. Fucking hated that. I hated it so bad. Really? I hated it. it what was, did you do? I wasn't allowed to do anything because they're like, <laughs> "Well, don't do that. Don't touch that because you're not union." I'm like, right. "Oh, okay. So what can I do? Eh, just sit. You're gonna have you observe. Maybe write a time code down. I mean, I'm, I'm like, what? Then I, it. it would drive me crazy. The weatherman there. What was his name? Casey. What was his I, name? Uh, I, whatever. Tom Casey. Tom or something? Casey. This guy's a professional broadcaster. Allegedly, he's the weatherman. All right. And here's how he would say. Well, it's going to be another day of bad weather. I'm like, how is that guy in front of the camera? He's beloved by the community. He probably goes to schools. He probably is out there at a food bank or something. He launches a kite Mm -hmm. in some sort of festival. He's he's beloved. I swear to God, none of the on-air personalities or people were good. They were all horrible. And I was like, "This this is the worst. It's small market. You know? But they would sign my they would sign my thing so I Your got albums? my credit not my albums <laughs> I did not get albums signed did you did you get eight by tens glossies for your room anything. I is just that right I just couldn't wait to get out of there something with the call letters did you get a satin jacket no members only something what are the call letters of the station you're on let me hear I this. am on WGN in Chicago okay. and WTMJ in Milwaukee. TMJ. Big, That's that thing with your jaw when you makes you dizzy. Uh, right? TMJ. I, it's something like that. I think this, so. uh, the Milwaukee Journal is what uh, the TMJ stands for. Which, which station do you like better? Go ahead. Well, I grew up listening to WGN. All right, enough said. And that's so. Th- yeah, that's good. I think we get it. Oh, wow. All right, listen. <laughs> I like them both. I like them both fine. I'm, uh, you know. Who pays better? GN pays much better. Wow. GN's a major market, and uh, Milwaukee's a large market. Now, what's your? Can, can I listen to your shows on uh, on the web? Of course, you can. We stream them live. There's also uh, for so it's wgnradio.com. Mm-hmm. It's wtmj.com. On the uh, if you listen to the WGN show, there's also a web exclusive podcast that my producer and I do after the show, where we uh, get a little more freewheeling with things that we didn't get to during the program, or things that uh, I tease the terrestrial audience with mm-hmm. that they have to come to the web. Driving nice. traffic to the website, that's Pat. Nice. That's what that's what all the kids are about. Branding now. Social media. Our friend Jimmy Pardo. Yes. This is this is what he told me. He Uh-oh. says, he said, hey, you know, Brian, he is incredible on the radio. Well, that was very nice of him. That's what he said. He said, you nice are the man on the radio. Well, uh, that's, uh, that's, I appreciate that compliment. Jimmy has said that to me, and I mm-hmm. always shine it on like, I don't. It's a know. real compliment. It, it is a real compliment. I don't. Because he doesn't tell me I'm good at anything. Well, I don't. <laughs> Do you blame him? Really? I, I don't know. I don't see. 
it's nice. I, I always tend to uh, err on the side of not uh, inflating my own stature mm-hmm. because yeah. it's easy for people to take you mm-hmm. down a couple pegs. Uh, I love what I do there, so yeah. it's fun. It's something that even before I did stand-up, I wanted to do radio. Yeah. And I was actually out here doing stand-up and various other you know little things. When I cut the demo, acting. commercials, some acting, and then I cut a demo uh, with our buddy Mike Schmidt and a lovely woman, uh, Alana something, and Jimmy. Turner, was it Lana Turner? It was. It was no Ilana. Ilana. Uh, Ilana. Okay. It wasn't Lana Turner. She was. I I actually asked her, and she came in. And sucked. <laughs> Lana so Turner I scrapped. Was I scrapped the project Awful. because I couldn't send that out. No. Even even though I mm-hmm. was driving it, yeah. she was a weak a weak yeah. link, weak yeah. link in the chain. So we put this together, and so that's how I ended up uh, at GN because of a thing I put uh, put together great. out here. So yeah, it's it's something I always kind of wanted to do. And when I would travel, you know, you go into these. Uh, tiny town morning shows mm-hmm. yep. hey i'm working at whatever comedy club i'm working at yeah. and guys would always go man you're pretty good on the radio did you ever do that yeah, yeah, yeah but of course you'd be good on the radio when you're when you're when you're a com- touring comedian yes. of course you would be. until you yeah until you'd get that, to the guys who were afraid that you wanted their job in sioux falls oh, it's I like know. dude i do not want to get up at 4 30 and no. come into sioux falls and play six songs an hour and you know i'll go one better i don't want to live in sioux falls no exactly i don't want i don't <laughs> want your job you know what i want i want to be funny for you know the six minutes that yes. you had me get up for. Then I want to go to the prize closet and take right. six or seven CDs. And I want some people to come out to the show so uh-huh. the club goes, well, Newton's a draw. And then I can come back and make more money and right. come do your show yeah. again and see you five years later still eking out a living here and being very protective of your turf. That's what I want. Yeah. It's very simple. I, I don't have a lot of needs, I never, Pat. I never, I never thought about that, that there's radio guys who might be scared of well, sure. comedians being funny. Well, there was a time where a lot of comics... We're going into morning radio. Because Brian, it, I'm going to have to ask Molly and Kyle to be quiet. Yeah, well, listen, I didn't, uh, I didn't know we were including the youngsters. I, know, I thought this was an old man podcast. <laughs> that's why I picked the most current band I could. When Kyle brings the, the heat when he talks. So Does he? Yeah, he's funny. Well, that's why we had to turn the air conditioner on. Yeah, we I do have the air. We usually don't have the air on. Yeah, but tonight. there are four people here. Yeah, there's so. four people. So, it's so getting, getting uh, do you want Molly to sit in the car? Is that what Absolutely you're not. You are a I rude host. I want you to continue the fourth, with this. The fourth I'll, person brought to, your body temperature is really throwing off the equipment. You saw Murray. He had a jacket on. Yeah. Murray, so. was, Murray, was, a little, well, Murray was a little cold. You don't he, want looks, to he looks like the kind of guy who might have a chill. Yeah, well, when he walked in, his hair wasn't gray. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. He what might, kind he of might show were you doing? I will say this. I'm not clapping. I interrupted your story. No, I'm not clapping during mine. During our, our well, our thing. thing was hand claps. All right, I don't, I don't have to do any kind of acrobatics no, or you stunts. Don't. We're just going to talk, right? Yeah. All right. Well, then I interrupted I can do. your story, and now what you story, probably don't. Rem- I don't even know. I, I'm not a good broadcaster. I, I interrupt my guests. Listen. All right. Look. Here's, here's what do you want to do? What, okay. what are we doing? Because here's, I got to be honest. First of all, hi. Thank you for having me. Of course. I was very. I know this is a very successful podcast, and I'm not saying that because I'm sitting at a folding table in uh, Studio City. <laughs> look, we have I, the, we have wires right down the middle. I brought, as you can see, I, I put a logo if, up on the TV. I thought that was very cool. I it pretend, was like I, just like the these, Dan we, Patrick we show. Pretend it's it looks, like, it's we like, pretend it looks like a show. No, it's very cool. Okay. And I did the same sort of. Just so you know, I did the same sort of prep I do for my terrestrial. Oh, that's shows. great. I brought in all kinds of highlighted. Uh, Things. That's great. You're but doing like a term paper. You're more prepared than my, my than my uh, my rotating co-hosts. But I also have to confess that while I love music and mm-hmm. I listen to music all the time, yeah, yeah. I'm not one of those guys who is like obsessed with the minutia. Uh-huh. It's like when you asked me to send you a list of my favorite bands, I was like, well, okay, here, here are my favorite bands. 
can I tell you everything about those favorite bands? Probably not. I'll give some of that little stuff as we go on. I've done research too. Oh, okay, oh, good. Oh, look, listen, I've got the discography. I've got it so all. So here's some of the bands. You, you, you said Van Halen, but I, did. I, but I did that with Mike Schmidt. Yes, once. he told me. Uh, you said the Eagles, and we're, we I already promised that to uh, Wayne Fetterman. Okay. Who else did you name? Uh, I said uh, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. And and I owe that one to a guy named Brad Wilhelm. Is that right? Yeah. All right. I do. Uh, REO was number four. And Leonard Skinnerd. And was I, don't, I don't really know anything. I only know the hits. Okay. But maybe that would have been a good learning thing for me. Maybe. But you said REO Speedwagon. I did. And I rarely play them on here. I love them. Do you? I own every single album. Okay. I've seen them many, many times. I love REO Speedwagon. But... When that came, when I saw that, I'm like, well, there's, I don't, can't think of anyone else that would ever say, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no one else claims Ario Speedway. No, right? Jimmy loves them too, but isn't it, he, he it, wouldn't it, want to sit here and talk about them for 90 minutes. Isn't it sad though that, because it's basically a tale of two bands and everybody who really likes them is kind of embarrassed that they like them. You know, to a point because yeah. later when they got known for all their power ballads and stuff, yeah. that's when the the rock and roll people said, "No, oh, we we don't like REO right. anymore." And yeah. if you liked REO, you you liked quote unquote chick music. Now right. I'm going to get yelled at by Molly later for being you know uh, discriminatory <laughs> against the ladies. But as I was listening to uh, to all the tunes uh, yeah. this week to prepare, I call them the tunes, Molly. That's what I call these songs. <laughs> tunes. Do you listen to them on vinyl? No, I don't like vinyl. I'm not oh, one of those. People. Oh, you're not one of. I no. I picture you as an aficionado. The the inconvenience of vinyl is what I call it. You, <laughs> the, you got the pops and crackles. I got to flip it over. Right. What if I want to hear track one again? I got to lift it, walk over, lift it, lift it up. Know, that's bullshit. Maybe you get I'm a penny. Gonna, have no, to put it on no. the tone arm to keep it from nope. bouncing. CDs are my favorite. Okay. I can grab one, put it right in the car. The audiophiles will argue with you. I will not because I think it's fine. I I've read many articles that said the limitations of vinyl are unbelievable. That's why. Vinyl, the the uh, the the ballads are usually track five because as you, as you get closer to the middle of the vinyl, the limitations become less and less. So you don't want like uh, you don't want like a, is that right? Yeah, you don't want "Don't Stop Believing" as track five on vinyl. You want it to start the album out. You know the other problem with vinyl: if you leave it in the back window of your car, like I did with uh, "Decade of Hits," mm-hmm. or uh, they melt. Yeah, and then they even though it's you try not, to play them again, practical. it's very. Now look, if you want to have a turntable and you and it takes you back to a time in your life that you loved, that's cool. We did an all, <laughs> we did an all vinyl episode here where did we you? where we brought a turntable, hooked it into the thing, we played, all, and it was really fun. And I yeah. want to do it again, but man, inconvenient. Yeah, not good. No. Well, Molly, you got a turntable. You're probably Spotify, right? I yeah, I'm a big Spotify fan. That's what the kids do now. I was very late now. to the party on Spotify. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm, I'm. I was an iTunes adjusting lady. Adjusting her to get closer. I was an iTunes lady for a while, uh, and then I realized that I was paying a lot of money mm-hmm. for not a lot of not a lot of songs. Yeah. So I so, I turned over to yeah. Spotify. Yeah, I still buy CD. I still like to own. I still like to own the music. I like to physically pick up a CD and say, "This is my. This is what I'm listening to today in the car." I haven't done that in a long time. Mm-hmm. Now it's all iTunes for me. I kind of, I kind of feel like I, I need to. I'm always listening. To well, music. you do, yeah. I yeah. mean, you, you, you're a unique case. Yeah, but freak. Well, <laughs> whatever adjective you choose to label yourself with, that's on you. I'm just all saying right. you're a unique case, and I meant that in the best possible I know way. You did. I just, we actually just took all our CDs mm-hmm. because we're trying to downsize and get rid of things. Yeah. So we took all our CDs. And put them on on the computer, right? And then just went and sold all our CDs at a used CD place, which is great get, for someone like me because then I go there right. and I buy it for a ninety nine cents. Yeah, and we 
we took two giant boxes yeah. and a shopping bag and got like 75 bucks. And yeah. I was like, you think of all the money we spent buying I all know. those CDs and now we got 75 bucks, yeah. but they're out of the house. Yeah. And some of them were very embarrassing as I was loading them in. Like and, REO Speedwagon. <laughs> no, the REO Speedwagon ones were fine. It was like some of the uh, late 80s, early 90s country CDs mm-hmm. where, you know, and I think you tweeted this not too long ago, something about Toby Keith. Did you tweet an album cover of yes, Toby Keith? Yes. I had that album because wow. I laughed my ass off when you tweeted it because I had just burned it into the computer or downloaded it yeah. into the computer, uploaded it, whatever loaded Whatever it. you do, I we loaded it. I put it in it. the computer. I jammed it into the computer up and, and now my computer is all bulged out because all these CDs are in Or it. loaded into yes, it. I loaded it in. <laughs> but uh, I laughed because that was one of the CDs that, I, and I, as I put it in, I looked at the album cover or the CD box and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Did you really? just call it the Tough CD case? box? CD box. The jewel case, the CD box. I'm not hip. I don't, I never, this is the beauty of me. Yeah. And there are no, this is the only one. Okay. I don't have a long list of beauties mm-hmm. of me. I don't uh, pretend to be anything I'm not. So I'm not, nope. uh, I'm not, I don't try to be Mr. Hip. Uh, I don't. I don't know, either. I don't have all the terminology. The young kids here, the Kyles and the Mollies of the yeah. world, they've got the world by the scrode. I don't. The world, the world scrode slipped out of my hand a long time ago, and I'm just chasing my own tail. So, yes, I called it the CD box. Uh, is that what it is? It's a case, a jewel case, whatever. The artwork. What? I'm trying to think what I'm going to call this. I'm either going to call this uh, POD Speedwagon. Oh. Or REO Podwagon. <laughs> or REO Speedcast. I think maybe Podwagon. I think Podwagon. Okay, REO hilarious. Podwagon REO is what this episode wagon. would be called. Let's get let's let's talk about it. Are your speed wagon from Champaign, Illinois? Yeah, uh, brought together by uh, Neil Doherty and Alan Gretzer, who were ended up being the keyboard player and the drummer, mm-hmm. and uh, some other guys at U of I. And then they graduated, and uh, Doherty was in some sort of engineering program, so he was not uh, some layabout yeah. rock and roller. He was an actual student, and they got together and they put this band uh, together at U of I, and then uh, it all started. Yep, and Neil is the only person who's been there for the entire yes. thing every single album every single tour right neil is still there because everybody else has left and it's weird i don't know if uh i don't know if it's doherty because it's d-o-u-g-h-t-y is Dowdy? that dowdy? dowdy i never knew how to say his I name i didn't either i just i i call him the the member that i that's my least favorite oh why do you not like him <laughs> no, I don't why 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 you want to take him down see and i <laughs> i don't know if i could mm, bruce hall i like yeah, maybe you, maybe you go Gretzer because he left, but he he yeah. just left music. He didn't leave he the band out of it. He was just done. He yeah, was like, I've done. been drumming for, for too long. Years. I got to go. Uh, when Jimmy and I saw uh, REO Speedwagon once out here, he got up on stage and played a song with them. Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, Who, that's, Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy Pardo. <laughs> Jimmy Pardo. Jimmy Pardo got REO Speedwagon. <laughs> Jimmy, underrated as a drummer, isn't he? Yeah. People don't yeah. talk about they talk about his TV stuff, the podcast, but, they talk about all that. Never talk about his drum. No, nope. Jimmy's uh, Jimmy's good on the skins. <laughs> so let's uh we both have a song from the first album and we both have the same song. Yeah, because the first album uh, is shitty. It is, but there was one <laughs> there's one good song. Well, they get they get signed by Irving Azoff to manage them, which, you know, he goes on to manage a lot of people, the, the Eagles, Eagles and everybody else. Yeah, everybody else. And they're signed by Epic and they're going to, you know, this is going to be it. They're going to break cuz they had built once they signed with Azoff, they start going out on the road. They build this huge Midwestern following yeah. and this is going to be the album that sends them off. And here's the here's the lineup at that time. It's uh it's Alan Gratzer, uh Greg Philbin, Neil Doughty, Gary Richrath, and then not Kevin Cronin on lead no. vocals. It's a guy named Terry Luttrell. 
So Kyle, let's hear a little bit of Sophisticated Lady. Some cowbell? More, more cowbell. Sophisticated lady, put your blue jeans on. Right on. He's telling her, he's like, look, take off that gown, lady, and get down here with the people. Come on and rock with us. Put your blue jeans on, sophisticated lady. Late 60s, early 70s, they don't want to, you don't want to be one of the establishment. You don't want to be with the man. You want to come down with the dirty hippies. Put your jeans on and let's rock. And it's funny because if you've, if people haven't heard any REO except for like the ballads, we'll, we'll get to some of those later. Yeah. They're like, what is that? That, that's, that's, that's not, not our like, speed yeah, right? That's not our speed record at all. And granted, without Kevin Cronin, yeah, it doesn't sound like Ario speed right, record. Right, it doesn't. Because he's, but this is he's what they the started voice we know. Yeah. Right, they started out as a rock band, a, a rootsy Midwestern rock band, mm-hmm. and um, like a, just a bar band. Yeah, this bar band that built a huge following, mm-hmm. and then Epic signs him and goes, "All right, let's do an album. You're gonna you're gonna break out. This is it. You guys are gonna be huge." Nope. No, and then. The, the, I love the story. The, one of the one of the stories that's floated out there about why Terry Luttrell left the band is Gary Richrath said that he wrote uh, Golden Country, which I know we may get to or may not. Yeah. To. If if we're going by my list, we're mm-hmm. gonna get to it. But uh, <laughs> but then Luttrell said no, he wrote part of it, and there was supposedly uh, one night they were doing a gig mm-hmm. and Latrell quit in the middle of the gig and so the bar they didn't pay him and then there was a fight on in the car on the way home and uh, Latrell got out and Rich Rath said let's just leave him and nobody else in the band said no we probably shouldn't and so they just left him in a field and they never talked to him again did he die no he came, he came back and he started some other band we've but, never heard of the guy again no he was gone that was it once you once you're out you're out it's yeah. like the mob once you're out you're out and he, so but he he says that didn't happen that he just didn't want to sing Gary Richrath's love songs anymore. Oh, boy. Yeah, so well, who knows? It's behind the music. Kyle, let me ask you something. I know we're only one song in, but we did we did a Pink Floyd, an all-Pink Floyd episode and Uh-oh. an all-Dire Straits episode. And which one of those did you like better? Uh, I think the Pink Floyd by a, a hair. By a hair. Where do you think this episode's going to rank within oh, those? this will be better. Okay, cool. That's good to know. Wow. We're already being compared? <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. Because when Kyle glazes over, I'm like, oh, boy, here oh, we go. Oh, did he glaze over? I didn't know. I didn't a little glazy. All right. Are you tired? Well, what do you want? You to, can talk. What do you want to get to? All right. What are you interested in? Let's go to. Uh, let's go to. Right, the do we do album. less backstory? Is that? I've, I've listened to the show. No, yeah, there's we're people good. doing some backstory. Yeah, we're doing backstory. You throw some facts. I'll, uh, listen, we could just play the hits. We could pretend this is a top forty station. Do twelve <laughs> no, hits an hour. Do I'll talk for seven seconds and then we move <laughs> on. Play some Clearasil commercial. Boom. We're going to jump a year ahead to 1972 with an album called REO TWO. TWO. This album cover is horrible. Yeah. It's. This album cover, for, well, they have the REO logo there. Mm-hmm. This is the first time they have, I think, that. I think there's a variation of it on the first album. But it looks like someone drew it with, like, a pencil, and then they superimposed it on just a, not a great live pick. It's pretty bad cover. It's yeah. a horrible cover. It's a horrible cover. But again, it's what, 1972? It's 1972. So that might have been high concept for 1972. I know, it's just. Think it's, about what people were doing in 1972. Well, they were And doing, other than acid. 
Yeah. Nothing. Making rock looked, music and acid. So it almost looks it. like they had the logo above them, but it didn't come out. But in it the picture, out in the picture. So they right. just they drew, drew it, it in. on. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody went, well, we can't afford another photo shoot. No. Just get one of those fancy schmancy dealios and uh, write on the picture. But uh, the thing about this album is REO TWO is when we get to hear for the first time Mr. Kevin Cronin. Kevin Cronin, yes. Kevin Cronin. Had fronted like some folk bands and stuff, Mm -hmm. never been a rock and roll guy. And so they bring him in for uh, TWO and they're going (laughs) to, oh man, they are going to rock. This is going to be it. They're going to rock hard. So what do you got? You got one for us? Uh, Yeah. Oh, this, I like this song very much. And it's another big rock song uh, because we're going back Music Man. Your music music man. man is an excellent song. Also on my list. Is it on your list? I was, yeah. I was surprised how many. Now, you talked about it earlier, so I know you also have Golden Country from this album. I do. Well, I, see, here's the thing. I picked a lot of stuff from, from the albums from the live album because I am going to argue that other than Frampton Comes Alive, the REO live album, is, You Get What You Play For, yeah. is one of the best live albums out there. I would agree with you. Because they, that was where their strengths were. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, th- that's why, yeah. if I may backtrack to you the first album, we didn't, we didn't pick 157 Riverside Avenue. I didn't pick it off the debut album. Right. Because people don't really know it from the debut no. album. Nobody wants to hear Terry Luttrell sing 157 Riverside no, Avenue. They don't want to hear him sing a song that's good. Exactly. We, we, listen, I felt that we needed to have something from the debut album. Okay. So that's, that's why we went with it. But, uh, yeah, and so now you, you hear Kevin Cronin do Music Man, and you're like, that's the voice that I know from all these, and from the live stuff. Right. But you're right, Golden Country did come from this album. And I would say, but you have a live version of it? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's of course see, go ahead, play a live version then. Should I jump ahead a little bit? Yeah, I have it starting at 248 there, Kyle. Oh. Did you cue his songs up, Kyle? <laughs> I couldn't find this paper until like two minutes ago. No, I gave it to you when I gave you a flash drive. I know, I put it over there. Wait for it. How am I playing, Molly? Is this good? That's Gary Richrath. He's an amazing guitarist. Underrated, would you agree? A highly underrated. Rock in peace, Gary Richrath. September 15th, 2015, age of 65. Because when we get to the later, when we get to these big power ballads, mm-hmm. they all have a guitar solo in them. Yeah. Amazing guitar solos in these power ballads. Because he, well, he and Cronin co-wrote most of them. Yeah. Uh, and so, as we'll see, as mm-hmm. the evolution of the band, that was a, uh, as in most bands, mm-hmm. once one of the partners is gone, things it's tend to fall apart. A little apart. tough, a little yeah. tough. But so, REO2, TWO. TWO, please. It's, it's. 
it's not it's not recorded well. The fidelity's not great on it. It's an okay album. It has some great songs on it. It's got uh, like we said. I like uh, being kind. Can't hurt someone sometimes. I like Music Man. Like you do. Golden mm-hmm. Country. It's got a hand smattering sure. of good tracks. Yeah, and it but it didn't break them through like they were no, hoping. No. like they were hoping it would, and that led to Cronin being ousted. Yeah. No, I, I don't even know if I know how that happened. They the band was not happy with the way with. You know the, way the, the results of the out. album, okay, and so they just said, "You know what? We've had uh, two singers and two albums. We'll try for number three. Let's bring in somebody else. Sounds for like the a, third one. Sounds like a bad, bad idea. Yeah, this doesn't it, it doesn't bode well for their longevity. If you look at them early in their career, you go, this band is not going to happen at well, all. They're they're a rarity that no band ever today would get as as many chances with a record label that How these guys it? get. Yeah, they didn't lose their recording contract till. Well into the two thousand or late yeah, 90s, and, and, and like it's not like it's not like the the first two albums like someone would go no no they're it's not like they were Springsteen they were like this guy's got something and we're right. like you could listen to these two albums and go yeah I don't hear it at all no tell them no. to go back to the wedding circuit <laughs> yeah so, you might be good in a bar in yeah. Central Illinois but you're not hitting it big and so the next album is called Riding the Storm Out but when we know that song from Kevin singing sure. it live. Uh, I think they recorded a lot of this album with Kevin, and then he left, and then they replaced him. With yes, a guy well, they named, got yeah, they got a couple tracks in. Yeah, sorry, and then they replaced him with a guy named Mike Murphy. Yeah, Mike Murphy. Mike Murphy. Hmm. Where are they now? I don't know. Mike Murphy. Do you have a? Do you have a? I don't. I don't have an. Uh, you don't have a Mike I put Murphy an APB, track. I don't have a Mike okay. Murphy track. No, because they. I don't. Again, I looked at the album mm-hmm. and I went, well, the songs that are on this album that I like. Or from I the have live to, album. I have to go to the live album. Well, I have a, I have a, I have a studio track from this album. Do you? This is the one of the ones that Kevin did record. Okay. It was on some compilation. So let's hear. This was originally from the original recordings of uh, Riding the Storm Out. This is Kevin studio version of Son of a Poor Man. So also, there's two songs on this album that were written by Kevin Cronin, but then recorded with this Mike Murphy. Mm-hmm. But um, now that sounds like they were on the right track with that. The, yeah, and that the I, audio is way better than it was in the first two. The production is way better yeah. on this than the first two songs. Yeah, and I I actually had that song too. I was looking at the wrong list, but that I love that song. Yeah, Son of a that's performer. a great tune. I love it. So. We don't have anything from the next two Mike Murphy albums. No, do I don't we? have anything from Lost uh, in a Dream and This Time We Mean It. This Time We Mean It. Nothing. So, so we're going to jump to 76 when, uh, with an album just called REO. Mm-hmm. And this is when Kevin Cronin comes back. Yes. And I wonder how that works. Yeah, we got to get Kevin back. Well, supposedly, if we you hated the second album, I think we need him. Mike sucks. They were supposedly, uh, they asked somebody else, mm-hmm. and then that guy, for religious reasons, said he couldn't sing in a rock band, okay. and so they decided to bring Kevin Cronin in. That was, that was the story, or one of the stories, anyway. You guys start doing ballads, I'll come back, but uh, 
can't sing in a rock band. Now we are yeah. at this point. We Jesus love songs. It's been it's been six years. This is uh, from seventy one to seventy six. We're at nineteen seventy six. Cronin's back. This is their sixth album. Yeah, and they haven't broken. They through haven't yet. broken through nothing at all. And and this album doesn't break them through either. Still huge though. Still huge in, around in, the Midwest. They're a regional yes, hit. Yes, they're but like they the still, Michael Stanley band from Ohio, right, where they're they, huge in Ohio. Yeah, but they still or Donnie Iris from yes. Pittsburgh. But they but they still they're still on a major label. Right. They're on a major, major label and they have not broken through and this is their sixth album. <laughs> so what do you have off of uh, REO? REO, I have uh, one of my favorites. I actually have a, two off this I have album. two also. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. All right, I'll give you my first one. Keep okay. pushing. Of course. Uh, of that's, course. That's, that's one of the be. ones I have too. All right. I want to talk to Molly for a second. Molly, earlier, before we started recording, I offered you a, a Coke Zero. Now that we're this far into the recording, if you, I also have a cyanide tablet if you'd like to take it. <laughs> That's up to you. That's your call. Okay, you know what? I'm going to give it a few more. Okay. A few more You're minutes. Gonna, okay. A couple more you know songs. What? I think it's by been a the wild time, ride so far. By the time we get to them breaking through, you might yeah, you, they you be break right. Through. Uh, Sooner so, or later, they're going to break through. I, I, this is how jive I am. That is on my uh, workout playlist for the gym. I love keep that song. Keep pushing. Because it, it, you, you got to keep pushing. Everybody's got to keep on pushing. Everybody's got to keep on pushing. There's a lot of Aria Speedwagon songs. It's about, it's about you know what, you got to keep you got to keep going. That's it. Yeah, because the record label keeps <laughs> throwing money at you. <laughs> exactly. That's why they got to keep going. They just keep moving along. They're in absolutely they're, right. At this point, they're in debt so bad to the record label. <laughs> You've got to figure, right? Because they've been, what was it? This is now uh, one, two, three, this is six seven, albums. Six albums. Yeah, six albums assume. in. Three singers, six albums. I got to assume they recorded these albums in about two weeks, though. Oh, yeah. The the studio is like, uh, or the record company is like, listen, we have a contract. We got to get these out. But no, you're not getting bottled of water. No, the studio time is probably, we got you booked in from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. That's when no one's in there. And you just go in there. And And you have four sessions. Get it done done in four sessions. Uh, Do you have anything else from this album? I do. So we both had keep, okay, we both had Sophisticated Lady. We both had uh, Forms of Music Man. Right. We both liked Son of a Poor Man and had it. We both had keep pushing. I want Kyle to play. I believe our time is going to come. That's bullshit. I can't believe we both... Because when I pick this song, I'm like, he won't have this. Of course I have this song. This is also on my gym workout list.
Yeah. The good thing about this right now is we can actually hear this band progressing. Mm-hmm. They're playing better. They're singing better. The production's better. So the catchier. The album better co- hooks. I actually like this album because this might be one of the first album covers I like from these first six albums. It's a the it, cow skin, it's, right? It's cow skin with just branded REL. Yeah, it was very cool looking. And you're right. This is you can tell they're starting to hit their groove. Yeah. And you got you got to imagine the record guys are going. Jeez, at least Jesus this. Christ, you guys! <laughs> please, it's you guys to got sound four, good. You have four good songs in six albums. <laughs> please, please give us something. Is there anything else you have? Uh, the the lie then the, I want to I want to go on a tangent real quick because yeah, you said please. about you had these songs on your workout tape and I want to I want to I want to yes because I, I still have a Walkman I want for the gym <laughs> no, that's how that's how up to date I not have. Have a <laughs> uh, I want to address this that uh, Brian you lost how much weight how much did you weigh when you Brian lost a ton of weight and I'm, I'm obsessed uh, with weight loss are you really You're I am very obsessed thin with and, it and I know but I'm a, well taut. I'm obsessed with it but how, how are much you obsessed with it? you have an eating disorder uh, are you bulimic I'm gonna throw up that pizza is that right yeah because yeah. I saw you you ate a pizza and then you were gone for like an hour and a half <laughs> and your breath <laughs> smells like shit <laughs> so I when don't know. you decided to take your life uh, in hand yes how much did you weigh I weighed uh, on July 11th 2011 mm-hmm. I weighed 378 pounds. They're laughing. These two are laughing, but that's literally what you did, right? Yeah, you, we were le- laughing because you said when you decided to take your life. And then there was a long pause. In oh, hand. Long hand. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that was a so, whole different story. So three, that one I don't tell in front of Molly. That's only for therapy and the confessional. 378 pounds. I read 378 pounds. Or as I like to tell people, close to 400. Close to 400. Sounds close to 400 pounds. <laughs> and then how much did you lose? Uh, at, the, at the pinnacle, I lost 160 pounds. Okay. Um, then I put a little back on... Uh, Lifting and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm still down about 150 pounds. It's amazing. Yeah. And what Thank did you, you say? Did you say, how old was Molly at that point? Uh, well, how old are you now? 19? And this was, uh, so she was about 14. Because it was 2011. Okay. And you were 7, just, 11, 2011. And what, what went through your head? Did you say, I feel terrible? Did you have an episode? We came, yeah, we came home from vacation. Um, mm-hmm. We had been in... Are you okay talking about this? Yeah, I don't All care. Right. I have okay, to, cool. you know, thank you. I don't know how it ties in with Ario Speedwagon. It doesn't, but it doesn't you because you work out to these, you still work I out still, to some of these songs. I, that's I what do. made me think of no, it. No, because I'm in the gym now. I, from a guy who did nothing, I'm in the gym five to six days a week. Yeah, and this week is killing me because I haven't been in the gym. And I saw your post. You're eating burgers and fries every day. So let's get back uh, on the stick, uh, buddy. Dude, tell me about it. Uh, two <laughs> weeks ago, I was in New Orleans, and it was you know beer and fried food. And then I had a good week, and yeah. now I'm here, and I'm but I'm walking like in the morning. It's, I walk yeah, anyway. You're, you're so, fine. Yeah. Here's the thing. So we we went to Memphis, and I loved Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, I love barbecue. I love mm-hmm. the blues. I love uh, that we went to uh, Graceland, of course, which yeah. I had been to a m- bunch of times, the Civil Rights Museum. It's, it's a wonderful city, and we had a great time. And then we, on the what, drive home, we stopped at Southern Illinois University, where I had gone mm-hmm. to school. I had a great time, and I looked at the pictures, and I was disgusted because I was like, holy cow, this is not, this is not how a human being should look. Yeah. And because as long as I knew you, you were always, a, I was always, always you're always a big guy, but I never thought of you as heavy. I just said, Brian is a big guy, but I never thought, well, see Brian a lot of people, a lot of people fat. say that. Thank you. But at six, five, I was able to carry more weight than yeah. some people, but I was, you know, yeah. but then and, when and you even, post, when you post those pictures from the, from day right. one of you starting to work out it, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Well, even my wife, who's, you know, she, she sees the pictures now and she goes, I don't remember you like right, that because we're just there you. and you're she, just there. Yeah. And I had gotten bigger as we had been married, but you just, it's over time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then I, I, so I made this decision and I talked to some people at the radio station. I was like, Hey, can maybe we get a sponsor with one of these weight loss places? Mm-hmm. And I went to a meeting 
with a potential sponsor of some crazy diet. Okay. And they're like, all right, here's the thing. You can eat about seven calories a day. (laughs) And you are going to lose a lot of weight. And you're going to drink this crazy drink. And then you're going to drop all this weight. And you're going to be miserable. And I said, okay, that's fantastic. Because I have no patience. So if I'm going to lose the weight fast, that's great. I said, but what about when I lose the weight? Can I have a beer? Yeah, you may not want to do that kind of thing. I'm like, so for the rest of my life, I can never do anything? Yeah, kind of. You might, yeah. you know, maybe you drink bourbon instead of a beer and, you know, you don't have a cheeseburger. So now you develop a drinking problem. Right. So now I'm just an alcoholic. So now I'm skinny, but I'm in a gutter, lay, you know, with a brown bag. I hey, wish I had a cheeseburger. So that, that would have been my life. And I said, no. And I, I went home and I'm like, this, this isn't going to work. And I've always been, for lack of a better term, lazy. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I, I knew this was going to take effort that I didn't think I had. Yeah. And I said to my wife, I got to do something. And she said, well, let me go upstairs. And I thought she was going to pack a bag and leave. So she goes upstairs and she comes down with these dust covered, honest to God, dust covered Weight Watchers things okay. that she had ordered like years ago. Mm-hmm. And again, she she like me was like, eh, it's too much work. I put them in the closet. Yeah. So I blew the dust off them. Literally. I know this sounds like I some licked, kind of crazy. I licked the dust I licked off them. Because I knew delicious. it was the last thing I was ever going to eat. That was fun. <laughs> this was on a Friday. Uh-huh. And on Monday, you, always start you lost Monday. all the weight. On Monday, I lost all the weight because I cut my stomach out. I just cut it out like a vile thing. So Monday, you so started. I, Monday, I started. And it was at first, it was just, uh, you know, so I did old school Weight Watchers and just a little bit of walking because mm-hmm. honest to God, I couldn't make it around the block. My right. back hurt so much. I couldn't do really anything. Right. Um, so it was a little bit of walking. Then I could walk a little bit farther, mm-hmm. then a little bit farther. And when I lost 112 pounds, I joined a gym and... Started working out, yeah. and again, uh, to to think that I would be the guy who ever worked out is an mm-hmm. anomaly. But now I'm there, and I get up at four thirty in the morning, and I go to the gym. And that's I work amazing. Out and that's it. Because some people, uh, you know, some people would have just said, you know, what I want to say is, I mean, some people have surgeries and stuff, and you didn't. You you did it with willpower, and and you just went and did it, and obviously yeah. support of your wife oh, and, my, uh, yeah, and family. Between, between uh, Debbie and Molly, uh, Debbie was my wife, and Molly obviously is here, um, but they, <laughs> they put up with a lot because, I, you know, it, it was drastic. Like, for the first 50 pounds, I wouldn't have pizza. Yeah. So... I don't, I mean, they might've had it. They didn't, we didn't have it in the house. Right. And I, I changed everything. I didn't make that. I didn't become a food Nazi. Right. I didn't make them do it, but you know. But you, you would say stuff like, if you're going to have pizza, then I'm going to bed. No, I would just, I would just, <laughs> you know, not do it. They're, and that's real. Know, that's hard. That is hard. It, it is yeah. hard. But see, it, it kind of bled over. Plus I wasn't cook, Like I used to eat. I look at portions. I think of portions. I used to eat like I had just gotten out of prison. I would eat. I would eat like a dog. You know how a dog will eat till they puke. Yeah. I, there was never a meal that I didn't go. Oh man, my stomach is killing me. I ate till I couldn't eat, eat anymore. anymore. It was like the skin would just pop. I was like a balloon, <laughs> and, and every time the balloon would deflate, I would fill that balloon up and just keep stretching it and stretching it. So I just ate until I couldn't eat anymore. Yeah. You know, Pat, it was to fill an emptiness in my body. <laughs> Whatever, going to get all deep. I don't know what it, it was. It wasn't because you were married. You you were right, successful I, in your career. Uh, listen, you had a beautiful I, oh, daughter. Successful is an you elusive know, term. Yeah, you, but there was a, doing stuff. Whatever. I was just eating and I wasn't yeah. doing anything. I was yeah. just, I was like job of the hut. Yeah. I just kept shoveling food in. And the more, the more you shovel in, the less you can move. The less you can move and the more you shovel in, the bigger you get. Yeah. It's a vicious circle. But this is what I love about Facebook is like, then you would post these, you know, I'm down 40, down 50, down 60. And I, I would just look at them and go, 
Way to go! This is amazing. This is uh, this is my favorite TV show. Brian's Facebook page. People treat you. People treat you different. Yeah. You know, uh, they, they don't. No one wants to admit that, mm-hmm. but they do. They treat. I got treated different at work. I got treated different uh, everywhere. You know. Yeah. So. Listen, I would have never gotten invited to do a podcast. Oh, we don't have. Wave. We wouldn't have a chair no, that could geez, have supported there's you. There's nothing. I would never. No, you would have had to sit in a beanbag chair. Right. You're just. I, I would have been like the late Paul Perdomo. You just wheel being in a chair. So oh. One song in. You're like, are we getting food? Is there a song about a sandwich? <laughs> are we gonna get some make Sundays? Yeah. <laughs> I believe. I believe my food is gonna come. <laughs> yeah. So that was. But uh, thank you for it. It's it. I never. And the thing is, I never talked about it like on the air. As Until it was right happening. now. Well, no. Rock after, solid exclusive. <laughs> after it was all done, I talked about it on the show. But I didn't want people to think, like, one, I'm not preaching to people about right. it. You do it because God knows it took me a long time to come to the realization. So I don't want to preach. And I also didn't want people to think I was doing it as like a stunt, a radio yeah. stunt. Right. Also, was, Brian, because people aren't going to know. Well, they'll know when they see the picture. You're six foot five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's all stilts. <laughs> because I lost my legs in a tragic thrasher accident as a child. I, I, I was following Ario around the farmland, uh, and one night I had a few too many adult beverages, and I ran out to try to cow beverages. tip, and I was I was caught in a thrasher. And now the so, cow that you tipped did it have an Ario? Uh, <laughs> I was actually trying to brand a cow <laughs> with the Ario thing, and it, did, it did not work. I, I ran out there with a flaming metal stick, and it didn't even <laughs> have letters on it. It was just I grabbed it from like a fire pit. It was a poker, and the cow must have thought I was trying to shish kebab. <laughs> It, it turned very ugly and suffice it to say they said do you want average size stilts or I said no if I have to live with the shame crank it up there I want to I want to be able to reach shit on the top shelves for people at Target alright so I'm going to call this show FAT Speedwagon <laughs> That's what, no, I'm not. No, you can't be, because if you're a fat speed wagon, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> that's, yeah, you're right. You'd be like, just your tires would be all low, like when you, you and like when I used to try to ride my bike, that, and that's how you look down between your legs, you see the back tire just going, Jesus Christ, get off me. And you, you hear your pants seams cry when you'd sit down. It was horrifying. I think you guys have a new, like, chunk right here, a new t- 10 minutes. <laughs> new ten, see... But don't you remember, there were guys, I mean, on the, there were guys who would do like 20 minutes of fat jokes when they were fat. I never did any of no, those, really. No, you never did. So I don't want to, you know, maybe no. I do a one-man show. Some, that's, what, maybe. that's all the rage, isn't it, Pat? It is. Maybe I do a podcast. How about this? You, the one-man show, you tell the crowd, you go... F-A-T Speedwagon? Did I start, count that? I'm going to... You tell them, <laughs> like, have workout equipment there and say, by the end of the show, I'll have lost another two pounds. Wow. I'll just do crunches and stuff. So you weigh yourself at the beginning right. and up on a big screen, and then by the end of this, you wow. get on and he lost like weight. the biggest that loser. Show. That'd be great. Biggest loser, one man show. Okay. That was a horrible title for a television show, isn't it? I, you know, I, I get it. I get I why get they do it, it, but it's a horrible name. It is because you're saying. You've lost saying, the most weight, but you are the biggest loser. Look at your fat And they're kind of saying- You're the, the biggest loser. Yeah, the, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, again, going back to people treating you different. You know, you're not going to put- uh, pick, pick, It's all right to make fun of fat people. That's all I'm saying. In the world. It's not, it's not but it's accepted. You yeah. can't make fun of anybody else. God forbid I make a joke about anything in front of Molly. I've offended, yeah. I've offended some group. Right. Uh, Kyle's probably offended now because I made some joke about hipsters or something. Okay. I don't know. A beards. A beards. A beard joke. You know, a Mumford and Son Iron slam Maiden. or something. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Okay, let's jump back into... Uh, I took a st- yeah, I tangent. I'm going to bring us back. Where are we going? Okay, so, this is it. This is when they finally convinced their label to do something smart. Or, or did the label go, "Hey, look, guys, it's not happening. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap it up here with a live album, and then we're gonna let you go." 
I can see that point of view. I, I choose to believe the story that they said, listen, because I'm sure there were meetings. This is probably very, this album is very much like Kiss Alive. Yes. The three, first three studio, although they let REO for some reason have six, six. studio albums. Well, they only had three singers. They had three singers. Had so three you go, singers. all right, let's average it out. You're actually getting two albums per, per singer. singer. Well, Latrell really. did just yeah, one. Just one but okay. We'll figure it out. But I think there, there's probably a meeting and they go, listen, this isn't happening. And they go, yeah, but you see us live and it's a whole different animal. Yeah, you know we're good. Right. And so somebody went, all right, we know you're good live. The fans know you're good live. Let's show the rest of the world how good you are live. And that's why, I, I don't know how many you picked on your list. Uh, I have one, two, three, four, five of, my, five of my songs are from this album because, as I mentioned at the outset, I think this is one of the greatest live albums ever. I agree. It would be it would be this. It would be Frampton Comes Alive mm-hmm. at Budokan. Oh, Budokan is um, a UFO, Strangers in the Night is a great live album. There's lots of great, yeah. but those are, this is a real good. Live this is, Bullet's a good live album. Live Bullet's good. And this one has a, uh, this has a cool live album cover. The cover's cool. Yeah. And um, double album. All right. Let me ask you your thoughts on this. Hi. He says, this is Regis on the bass guitar at some point. And there, there was all sorts of, you were probably too young to remember this. Yeah. Uh, there yeah. was a lot of rumors I'm, about I'm that, it was Regis, that it was Regis Philbin from the TV show. It wasn't Regis Philbin. And I don't know why he called him Regis, except maybe as a joke that they nicknamed him Regis. Yeah, because his last name is Philbin. Right. Greg Philbin. Is he related to Regis Philbin? I don't know. Is he know. his son? Again, I didn't get, I didn't delve into the genealogy of the band uh, when I was doing this. <laughs> I was worried about some other things. No. I would tell you, I didn't pick any songs off the live album because really? no, normally when we do this, we, oh. we stick with the studio. But mm. I'm glad you did because this is a, this is one of the most pivotal albums in their career. Yes. So play, pick one of those, and let's hear something from right. you, I, you. Get what you play for this. Uh, let's go back then to a song we talked about that came out earlier. Okay. With Latrell, Golden Country. Okay. Um, if you listen to it now, I think some of the messages still hold up. Mm-hmm. It again has some great, great guitar riffs. Mm-hmm. It's socially conscious because coming out in the late, being written in the late '60s, coming mm-hmm. out in the early '70s, it was one of those. You know, let's make a statement song, yeah. but it still rocks. So, and they uh, still play this song to this day. They play as this they should. Country. Yeah. So let's hear a little Golden Country. Live Golden Country, buddy. Kyle, your buddy. That's cut 21. We played that already. <laughs> what? We played that twice. We played the live version? Did we? Yeah. Well, we're idiots. <laughs> wow. I, see, it's that good, Kyle. It's yeah. that good. All right. Well, we could. Uh, well, it's your show, but we could play another. But the reason the reason I picked the, the live ones is because these are like, I don't know the first songs you remember hearing from REO that uh-huh. got a lot of airplay, but it was 
Riding the Storm Out, and 157 Riverside Avenue. And it was the live versions because this album finally mm. got them a lot of FM radio airplay. And it was like, ooh. And I think for you, that great. was because you lived in Chicago. You were right. in the Midwest. In Pittsburgh, we didn't, REO was not a thing okay. in Pittsburgh until I think this next album. Yes. So, you can tune th- a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Right. Now, this album has Time for Me to Fly, mm-hmm. Roll with the Changes. I mean, right there, that album is already better than any other studio yes, albums. Exactly. Because, and they, I think they finally have, they're finally working with a real producer. Let me find out. I know his name, but I don't want to butcher it. Uh, a guy named uh, John Boylan, who I think worked on, uh, uh, did some stuff with the Boston albums. Anyway, it's Kevin and Gary and and and, and this, this is the guy. first album with Bruce Hall. On Bruce base. Hall, yeah. And I don't know why Greg Philbin left. Maybe because he's tired of that Regis joke. Right. He got tired. He wanted to go hang with Kathy Lee. He left at the wrong time. Just if he hold out, he held out for seven albums. Yes. We one more album. Yeah. We're gonna be. Trust me. Album number nine. We are gonna be huge. We're gonna be the biggest thing ever. Yeah. And. Uh, so he, uh, yeah, so they get an, a, a new... I'm still bothered that we played Golden Country twice. Oh, wow, well, it doesn't It was matter. a great guitar song. We, we went on such song. a tangent about, uh, about uh, your fitness program that uh, <laughs> we forgot. My Con- regime. He, he could have tipped us off. Yeah, really, what's, uh, what's the sabotage going on over off. here? Yeah. I don't Why didn't you tip us off earlier? Why'd you make us look the fool? Is this because it's dire, fun? The dire straits? Uh, you dire could have said, oh, you know what? We already played that. Let's play another one off that album. But you waited. As I said, I had five. I had five cuts on he, my thing from this album. He waited till it was over, and then he kind of shoved it in our face almost. Why didn't we go flying turkey trot? I don't know. Gary Richrath, big solo. Why don't know. we do that? Maybe we can play out with that. Maybe. We'll play out with flying. Right. Maybe. Brian doesn't Maybe. know yet. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Kyle's going to do. We could call for it. You right. could just go, yeah, whatever. How many songs do you have off of uh, You Can Tune a Piano But You Can't Tune a Fish? I have, uh, I have, I actually have three. I have the ones you mentioned, Time For Me To Fly and Roll With The Changes. Well, I'm going to, we won't be able to play your three and my two. That would be five. That would be That would be half the But you have the two, right? We have two in common. you those. And I love those. Those are two of my all-time favorite artists. I love those songs. But I picked, this is one that really... This is one of those songs that that would be in my uh, on my treadmill tape. All right, and and I love the sentiment of this song, uh, kids out there, you two youngins. This is uh, blazing your own trail again. Uh-huh. I love this. Sooner or later, you will find a way. Starts mellow. To feel like sunshine, even on a cloudy day. To feel like morning in the dead of the night Sooner or later it's gonna be alright Okay, here we go, people. Now don't be thinking your life saved me I love it. Wow. Love it. It's a good message. Yeah, it is. 
positive. It's going to happen. It's not like the gangster rap. No. They're not talking about killing people. Mm-mm. No, it's very positive. Messing with my women. No. He, uh, he smoking was, the... Everybody's got a beef. They're the smoking chronic. Mm-hmm. Drinking their gin and juice. Yep. Rolling on the endo, as Snoop D-O-double-G used to say. Got to be honest with you. If, if I had a nice cold gin and juice right now, that would be... That would be fantastic. Because now it's hot in here. After hot in here. I heard there's an extra person. That's what's making it very warm in here. Hey, if we would have done this, if we would have done this in 2011, it would be so hot in here. Oh with my you. god! I, I gave off heat. You could have roasted a marshmallow <laughs> on my ass. It was horrifying. I was like a radiant heater. People would bring me in. People would bring me in like three one one in the city in Chicago. When your heat's out, they call three one one. People they would bring, the city would bring me and sit me in the middle of people's living rooms for an hour and a half, and they just you know oh they'd warm their hands on me like I was Buddha. Uh, with an infrared belly. Ramp up whatever song you want to play from this. I'm just going to step over there and make sure I put the air back on. Oh, no. I was teasing about it. I'm a little hot. There. Are you warm, really? Well, I, I picked this one uh, from uh, You Get Tune a Piano. It was the, Bruce Hall wrote this one, and Bruce Hall sings this one. And there was something about it because, you know, as comics, we spend a lot of time on the road. This was even, even, you know, I heard this well before I ever went on the road. But there was something about Say You Love Me or Say Goodnight that... Uh, that was the other one I had. Right. So yeah. that was it. And Bruce Hall, I, I just, I messed that up because Bruce Hall did, uh, didn't do Say You Love Me or Say Good Night. He's back on the road again. Yeah, that's coming up. So yeah, next album. I got that one. I got screwed up. But I still love this song. Because it rocks. Yeah. Start hearing the signature Kevin yep. Cronin Yaz in there. I'm Great gonna, piano. I'm going to give you. Uh, I'm going to give you some statistics that Please I should have do. said earlier. This might have been why the record company uh, kept them on the label. The first album with Kevin Cronin, REO TWO, mm-hmm. that went gold. Oh, and the first, the set, the third album, which was the first with Mike Murphy, that went platinum. All right, then you hang around. How the hell did that I go platinum? How the know. hell we don't own it? A lot of we, Midwesterners buying that album. Yeah. Or, or if you watch vinyl, there's a lot, maybe they were just buying them up and dumping them somewhere. Dumping them somewhere. <laughs> Somebody was buying yeah. those albums somewhere. But this, uh, for me, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. It's it's a uh, it's a long title. Right. It's kind of a, it's kind of a fun album cover. It's got a fish it's with a the cool, tuning yeah, fork. Yeah, I think it's a cool. Album but this cover. is their first great album, in my opinion. Yes, and it sets it. They came off the success of the live album. Yeah. They took that and they were able to craft these songs. That yeah. Finally, they're going, all right, we got to get stuff that's going to be able to be on the radio. Right. First and foremost, we've got to get stuff that is going to appeal to a lot of different people. Yeah. And, and that's what they did. You, you mentioned the, uh, you mentioned Roll With The Changes. Yeah. That's going to rock. So the guys are going to like that song. Yeah. Then they put out Time For Me To Fly. Well, now you're going to attract a whole other audience. You're Are you tr- talking ladies in, uh, in tube tops? I'm talking ladies in tube tops. I'm talking ladies who like to walk the carnival in their cutoff shorts, hoping yeah. to win a mirror to go yeah, home and Yeah, they got a flip-flop on. Flip-flop. Sure. Oh, back in the day, they had the clogs on back got then. A, d- 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 this, is her date wearing a beer can hat? 
the date has the beer can hat and her roots are showing oh. because she's bleach blonde, but she's got the dark and it's parted down the middle. She's ready for action too, right? She's this lady. Ready. Thick lip gloss. Oh. Lip gloss so thick, it looks like she's been eating fried chicken for six days oh, and man. hasn't taken a napkin to her face. Could you, she could is you Describe this woman slower. All right. <laughs> The tube, so, the tube top is compressing. Molly, oh, earmuffs. Oh, earmuff. Muff it. Well, she's got earphones on. She's got headphones, uh, headphones on. That's not going to work. When was the last time you had nice headphones on and listened to music like this? It sounds great, doesn't it? It does sound really good. I have the little earbuds. Uh, yeah, you know. earbuds are fine when you're in the... I mean, I would never wear these on the treadmill. You look like an asshole. Thank you. Because <laughs> we had this debate uh, a year or so ago for Father's Day. I was given a, a pair of Beats. Set okay. of head set of Beats. Okay. I immediately, because I'm horrible at receiving gifts, I went, I am never going to use these. As, as I open the box, I am never. Well, you could like wear my the, dad, how my dad well, accepts yes, gifts. Right. I'm trying to get better. But the point was, they said, oh, you could wear them to the gym. And I went, unless I'm going to douchebag fitness, I am never going to wear beats to the gym. I'm not going to be the guy on the elliptical. Oh, my big red beats just fly. My, and I see people do it. And they're yeah. wearing the wireless beats. And, they're wearing, and I'm like, come on. Seriously? You know, I would have to look like uh, Matthew McConaughey to wear those. But even then, I would go, dude. <laughs> One, put on a shirt. Two, yeah. seriously, with the, the beats unless at the you're gym? Doing it as, unless you went to the gym with your buddy and you're wearing those to make him laugh. Is our irony fitness? Is that, <laughs> is that right next to LA fitness? Where, where am I going that you have to wear? You're working out. Yeah. That's, you don't need the color-coordinated nope. outfits. Nope. You don't need the big headphones. I look like a slob when I'm on the... I, I swear, I look like a complete slob when I'm on the treadmill. I have two pairs of shorts that I rotate. Yeah. That's it. That's what I have. And I have, and I have a couple... And I have T-shirts. And that's it. And I go... And I see people with the big bands with their phones on. I still have an old Nano mm-hmm. because I don't want... I don't need... Is it the clip? I do have the clip. Yeah, that's the one I, I have, do have too. The clip. Yeah. What uh, color? Has it got a color? Well, the clip is on the case. The clip isn't on the nano. So I still have the nano that's about this long. Oh, no, I have long. the little, I have the oh, tiny no, I have clip. an older nano than that. Okay. No, no, and I have it in a neoprene case that has a clip that I, I have clip four on my guys shirt. that sing songs to me while I'm on that. That's, that's how old nice. it is. They just I actually have midgets that fan me while I'm, so I don't get overheated. You can't say I don't midgets, look, Brian. You got to say, you got to say, we ones, carnival leprechauns, people, freaks. What do I say? Teenies? <laughs> teenies. I, I have teenies <laughs> because I don't like to sweat through my shirt. Yeah. It's unsightly. So they fan me with nice. big palm fronds. I love it. That's better, but I'm still that's not wearing beats. beats. Nope. I'm still not wearing beats. Do all that stuff, no beats. Exactly. I will, you know, I wear puppies as shoes because my feet hurt. Uh, so I wear comfortable puppies, but I still would not wear beats right. to the gym. This is how uh, you do it, Kyle. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? I know. I told man. Brian you were really super funny. Nothing tonight. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sabotaging us, playing playing the wrong song. Did, did, Ario, did a, a girl leave you to an Ario Speedwagon song? No. Is that why you're so angry? No. You seem angry. <laughs> I don't understand it. So Come all the way out here. Everyone knows the big songs from this album. So five hundred miles. Let's let, we, let, do you mind if we move on to the next album? Let's do it. Let's do okay. the let's do the album that made them mega stars. No, no, not yet. Yes, after one. after uh, Tuna Piano comes Nine oh, Lives. Nine Lives, I forget. So anyway, Nine Tuna Lives. Piano sells two million copies. Right. And then something happened. Are you chilly? You got a shiver. Yeah, I got a shiver. Are you okay? You want yeah, me can to you hold, turn that air off? You want Some, me to hold you? <laughs> somebody stepped on his grave. Something something happens nice now in the art department for this next <laughs> album. Are you looking at this album cover? Yeah. The album cover is so sweet. Bob, you got to cover on and take a look at this. This is this when... Is something happened here. I mean... 
Well, one, Kevin Cronin went to Michael Jackson's house and said, oh my, my hands God. are cold. He's wearing a, Can he, I have some gloves? Kevin Cronin has a, a sheer shirt on with white with white um, suspenders, suspenders and white a white glove. glove. And they're in an alley with some girls dressed up as kitty cats. And there's a... Is that a real panther? That had to be Photoshopped. Uh, no, it's a, a real pan- panther. There's a panther. There's a... There's a um, fire extinguisher. It's cat themed. No, fire... You mean a fire hydrant. Fire hydrant, yeah. But... Cats don't go on fire hydrants. Dogs no, go on yeah, fire hydrants. So it doesn't this thing make sense. is this thing is a mess. Some of the guys are dressed like they're. One guy's dressed like he maybe he's a, he's a gangster. I don't. <laughs> Gary Richrath. Yeah, yeah. That's Neil. He's dressed like a gangster. Gary is in something, some sort of black lame. I can't tell if it's a jumpsuit or a shirt and pants. But the I mean, the top is down to his navel, and there's a woman with the biggest bouffant uh, '80s hairdo kneeling so at groin level. And is it bad or is it? I like the perfect? guy that just wore a t-shirt. <laughs> Dude, I'm the bass player. I'm just wearing a t-shirt. And I really, I really, truly believe that, that like, they, they, this band has an image problem anyway because sometimes they're dressed like country dudes and then on the back cover of uh, Tuna Fish, they've just yeah. got like three-piece piece suits on. Yeah. And now this, and I don't know what, they didn't dress like this on stage. No, but 79, that was, they didn't, they didn't dress like that on stage. No. They, did later. Yeah. Well, Cronin th- did. Yeah. Cronin, you know, this is Cronin's idea. Yeah. I think he's that, got the big this, perm. This really, this album cover hurt them. The, the stride that they just made right. with Tuna Fish. And even though this album's not as good as that album, but it has a couple of good, good songs on it. Uh, I like the leopard print uh, border around the it. Leopard yeah. print. Yeah. It's just, it's rough, man. But, I, um, the whole but thing it, is phenomenal. It does have some great songs. What, what song do you have? Well, since I since I screwed up and credited yeah. Bruce, oh, yeah, back on the road again is uh, I think I have two from this album, okay. and since I already promoted back on the so road again, we'll go with that. All one. right. song's basically he's going back in the road again and he's, right. he breaks up with her right whatever whatever woman he's with yeah this i'll see you next time that i'm in town it, yep but okay. i hope you're happy baby but, yeah and good times yeah. come your way but uh this album also they they sold two million albums and now nine lives comes out with this horrible album cover and this one they still sell five hundred thousand. it goes gold but well, the music is the music is solid yeah so let's hear part. let's hear uh the opening cut uh heavy on your love oh you don't have this one. This might be the first time we don't have a crossover. That sounds rocking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Well, they almost still, doesn't sound like REL. Well, it sounds like the old REL. Yeah. And the, and again, they're they're working that balance. Mm-hmm. We got to have enough hard rockers, yeah, to keep our core audience. But how are we going to attract those young ladies? Those ladies. Maybe how I'll wear this make? shirt and glove. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but do ladies like do ladies like seeing a guy with a, a shirt no. open to his waist with a, a woman dressed as a cat no. kneeling in front of him? No. 
They look like fancy boys. They do. <laughs> they look like something. They look like fancy boys. That's a nice term. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice. That you that's can politically say that. correct yep, term. I, I don't think even know is. what that means. Molly, is that politically correct? It also looks like they're at a bad gym. I don't know if I know what that means. Couple See, of fancy boys. Be. Okay. okay. If, if they don't know what it means. Well, if someone goes, hey, what do you mean by that? You go, I'm just saying they're fancy. They're dressed fancy. They're very fancy. That one guy's in a suit. That's and then if someone, goes, uh, if someone goes, hey, do you mean uh, I don't know, fancy? No, I mean, they're fancy. <laughs> <laughs> they like they're fancy. But then even then, you got to ask one more time because you're not, still not sure. Ask me still again. not sure what it means. Ask fancy? me again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just fancy. All right. All right. Fancy, schmancy. That's all. So you got, you got another one off I this? I do have another one because Let's get one another more one in. that's on my, that, that I would listen to at the gym, but I listen to all that. And I think it's a good message. Again, Pat, you okay. had one earlier, me- good sure. message for the kids. I think this is a good message for the kids uh, that only the strong survive. Yes. Because the road is long, it's hard, but you'll come back alive. Do you have two mesh shirts that you rotate at the gym? I do. Uh, I have one mesh shirt that's full length, and then I have a cutoff, a crop top. When I've been doing a lot of ab work, and you can see, uh, you can't see a six-pack, but you can see the box, Mm -hmm. like a case. So I wear that on good ab days. I have a shirt I wear where people can see my side boob. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I go nipple cutout on some because I'm sensitive. On a lot of chest day, I rub too much, so I just cut the nipples out of the T-shirts. Hey, do you get that, like, when the shirt, and you get the, that, that not anymore. I used to when I had. Uh, huge man titties oh. that uh, you know. <laughs> put a dollar in his uh, G string. Okay, so how many albums in our? I got to count these: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, plus the live album. We're nine albums in on this band, right? And finally, I like how their eight album, eighth album is called Nine Lives. <laughs> that's weird. Wow. Well, no, but the, if you count the live album, oh, okay, that's that is. I never even thought of that. Thank you, Kyle. Wow, that was very insightful, Kyle. So album number Didn't 10 I think comes. you were paying attention. <laughs> that was nice. Let me give you the rankings of these albums. The highest charting album was Tuna Fish, went to number 29. Okay. Nine Lives went to num- number 33. And now here we go, a year after Nine Lives. Here we go, Brian. This is, this is the album that made Ario Speedwagon the arena headliners of the late 80s. I feel that when this album came out, no one knew at all that they had nine previous albums. No, because they, they again, might not have even ever heard of them still. And you like we we didn't even go like a decade of uh, decade was in there too. But this is the album that meant this was a very seminal album to me in a number of ways because this, it came out the end of my senior year or the you know it came out in the fall of what my year did you graduate eighty one so okay, this I, came I graduated out, in eighty two so this came out like Christmas break it came out in November of eighty. And this was the time yes. where I was, and I, it's weird that Molly is sitting here, but I was- Here like, we go, Molly. I was, uh, you know, 18. I got my first girlfriend, mm-hmm. and we went to see High Infidelity. This is how big REO so was. Amazing. They sold out five nights in a row at the International Amphitheater in Chicago. Who was opening for them? 38 Special. Hold on loosely. It was exciting. I had I had tickets behind the stage Doesn't with matter. my girlfriend, but they, you know, there was nothing. They were right. It was like second row behind the stage. We were right around, there. Sorry, Molly, you can fool around back there. 
Well, I had my brother Dennis with us too, so there was so not a lot of not. fooling around. Dennis fucks it up. Dennis was C-blocking me God damn all it. night. God damn it, Dennis. How is Uncle Dennis? Worse now, if he's oh, listening to this podcast. Jeez. Yeah, he's going to feel bad <laughs> once he knows he cock-blocked me in, uh, in 1981. <laughs> but he's an older brother? Younger. I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. I'm the and oldest you, of five. Uh True or false, uh, the night before your wedding, you, you and your brothers got in a fist fight. Uh, no, uh, two weeks before Okay, the wedding, two weeks at before. At the bachelor party. That's a whole other story. I just want to throw that out. Yes. These True. Guys, the, True. Bar clearing brawl. Yeah. These are... these Police, are these are Federal authorities. Typical, honest to God. Your typical Irish people. Yeah. It was, it was uh, horrible. <laughs> okay. But, so I get this first, uh, this first girlfriend, Melissa Funk. Uh, did, you ever, did you ever run into her at a class reunion? Or I, have, I don't go to anything related to my high school. Okay. I've disavowed... Uh, it's, it's like a... When the, the, they hold up the doll in therapy and go yeah. where to touch it, that's my whole high school experience. I don't even <laughs> pretend. It's sub, I push it down. Uh, uh, like okay. I never went to high school. I was a prodigy. I went from eighth grade to college. It was phenomenal. That's not true. It, well, I was held Melissa back a Funk, lot. Though, she, I was 18 when I, was, she, when I got out of eighth grade. Melissa so. Funk, cute, cute girl? <laughs> yeah, she was very smart, very brainy girl. Mm-hmm. I always uh, liked the women with an intellect. Okay, cool. And who had easy morals. Um <laughs> That's not true. She was very. That's a lovely. Steel Panther song, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was very nice. And but this album came out, and it was the biggest thing. Everybody was listening to this album. I still listen to it, top to because bottom. It is fantastic. Every song is great. It was so big that it became. Uh, there was a big DJ in Chicago. You, yeah. Steve Dahl, yeah, did a lot of parodies of these songs. It was. It was so big you couldn't escape it. Nine million copies. Unbelievable. And if you wanted to slow dance, this was the album. But they were smart because they threw in enough, just a couple of good rocking songs on this one to say, all right, guys, we know. Hang on. Sit through this one. We got one coming up for you. And the album is sequenced incredibly because it it, it will be like a ballad and then a rock. I mean, it's just, the album is amazing. It cooks. It cooks. I, it, I said it. In case people don't know, we're talking about high infidelity. And I want to tell you something. Uh, you know, people. A great uh, cover, it, too. A finally, a great cover. It's got a lady in some. Uh, in some lingerie. 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 And it's got Kevin Cronin putting an album. And you know how I feel about vinyl. <laughs> I hear it's inconvenient. <laughs> it's inconvenient. He's, uh, Especially when you got a woman in lingerie. Here's what probably happened. I'm going to explain that album cover. Please do. The album was already on. He had already gotten her dress off and he was getting ready to take off the lingerie and then he had to go over and flip that oh, thing. Side oh, two. They were listening to Nine Lives. Yeah. <laughs> you would never get a girl in your apartment if you listened to Nine Lives. <laughs> so yeah, it's a great album. It's just, it's, it's, I love it. It's one of my favorite albums. It's a go-to album for me, like Back in Black is. Yeah, it's... Uh, or Journey Escape. Well, and... W- you look at it and you go, I, I was like you, you didn't pick a couple obvious hits on a couple albums. And that's why I was trying, I was looking at this going, but there's n- not a lot of songs that aren't obvious hits off this album. No, I still, I keep on loving you. Let me tell you yeah. something. You can, you can tell me, I want to know what love is. You can tell me faithfully or open arms. Oh, I walk solid. I will take keep on loving you over those songs for yeah. me personally if I'm going to slow dance with a lady out of the mm-hmm. ones you mentioned I'm putting on Keep On Loving and I love that uh, if I'm going to pitch in, woo instead you lay still in the grass and you hear that like all coiled up and hissing and you go, I love it so what song do you have off of yeah. I, only, I only took one because I felt that people know this album 
so much. Right. And I had, I had keep on loving you, but let me, let me go since we, everybody knows the ballads off this. Everybody knows. Let me do the one that I picked off here, uh, tough guys, because again, you have to keep that car audience. Yep. Yeah. The He-Man Woman Haters Club. Look at this, Molly. I'm playing guitar now. song yeah and again it comes you keep on loving you and then you go into this it's like wait hold on fellas you're giving us whiplash that song opens side two i'm gonna play the song that opens side one called don't let him go oh stop it that was on my list what a great way to open an album too so you think you'll let you got him When he sings it live now, he doesn't say stud. He says dude, and I don't like really? how it sounds. Yeah. Why? Where does it? Where I don't do we know why he should say dud. He should say dud. <laughs> wow. Oh, a dud. You'd want to let a dud go. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Probably. He's a sweet Think it through, dud. Think it through. Good uh, joke. How'd you get into R.E.S.P. wagon? <laughs> because I wanted to get laid. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> No, was it this album? Or no, was it? no, I was. I liked them back uh, in the live stuff with 157 okay. Riverside Avenue and Golden Country and Riding the Storm Out, and then uh, Tuna Piano yeah. came out, and I was already. And then I went back and got uh, the decade, and that was like a, that was like a compilation. A compilation, and that was the one that melted in the back of my car because yeah. I took it everywhere with me. And I would put, you know, if we had parties, stuff, we'd put on yeah, an album, pl- and, and you just play it, and it had it had all the big hits or all the big old rock music yeah. songs on it. And, and then people who only knew this album would go, "Oh, I didn't know that these right. they had these cool songs too." Right. And then when High Infidelity came out, it was like, "Oh man, this is this is great." Yeah. This this was the first Ario Speed Wagon album that I bought because yeah. I knew, and then and then from there, I didn't I didn't. I did not buy Nine Lives for a long time because that cover mm. scared me off. So I went right to Tuna Fish because I knew Tuna Fish is good. Yeah, good cover. So um, anyway, do you, let's let's move on from this album. Yeah, because everybody knows it. I told my concert story. Melissa Funk got a shout out. You know, thirty years later. You no, know, you didn't really finish the concert story. Then you're, nothing happened because your brother. I was no, nothing happened because of my brother. Plus, yeah. we had a huge snowstorm, so I didn't think. Because she lived way on the north side. We lived in the south suburbs. The amphitheater is right she on the south She was up north? Side. She's up north. Okay. So we had to drive You're her down back. down south? 
and down south and then mm-hmm. on the south side. So we took her back. I took her home and then my brother was there. So nothing happened. But then the next day I went to visit Southern Illinois for the first time and fell in love with that too. So nice. it was a whole big, just warm and fuzzy. All right. Where are we okay. going next? We're going with good trouble. Here's what happens. Two years later, uh, the label says, look at it. Let's get some more product out there, guys. I yeah. know you sold 9 million albums, but let's go. Yeah, you, so can't, they, you can't ride the success of the high infidelity forever. No. No, we, we've let you have your 10. Now you're <laughs> should, we, finally, should we re-release some of those old ones? No. No, no. no, no. You've finally no, no, been no. making money. Let's go. Later. So now they do what they do what happens a lot of times when the big album comes out. So the new album has a cool cover. Mm-hmm. It's got, they take the exact same logo that they used on High Infidelity and they put it in the exact same position on the album cover, yep. upper, upper left. And the album's called Good Trouble. It's got a maid looking into like a, a hotel room. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fine cover. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Um, and for me, this album, this album is like uh, High Infidelity Light. It's like High Infidelity's little brother. Yeah. It's like, it, I like it a lot, but it's, it's just not as good as a High Infidelity. I mean, it's, it's not. No. But what do you think of this album? Eh, you know, uh, like you, it's okay. I didn't have anything really off of it. Because I like Keep the Fire Burning, but yeah. it's not, it wasn't one of, you said, you gave me a number of yeah. how many songs to put on there. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't cut it. It's a, it's a fine song. So you don't have anything off this album? I have nothing off, uh, as I, I, I'm just checking, because if I asked Kyle, he'd sabotage me. He'd tell me, yes, oh yeah, yeah. you got all of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have 18 of the songs are off Good Trouble. You actually, that was the only one. You are a lazy guest. You, you just picked one album and all, all my songs are on this one. No, I have nothing off Good Trouble. Here's what I don't understand about the record buying public either, because as soon as this album came out, I went out and bought it immediately. Okay. You would think just on ni- the, just on the heels of yes, you would high think infidelity. if nine million people bought High Infidelity, and here's that band you love, and keep the fire burnings on the radio, and that's pretty solid. Yeah, but no, this album sells a million. They lost eight million. <laughs> they lost eight million people buying records. That's because people were still uh, getting their groove on with High Infidelity. They didn't need, probably they didn't need anything. They didn't else. need no good trouble. No. Maybe no. trouble in the title is bad. Yeah, bad. Oh, there's going to be some trouble. Even if it's good trouble, it's bad not good trouble. trouble. Did you have anything off this album? I do. I have two songs. So oh, let's, really? let's, let's hear them both. Because this Keep the Fire Burning has some phrasing in it that I don't know why he did this, but here, let's play it. Positive. He says we can help one one, one another, another be strong. But he says we can help one another be strong. It's like, like I'm like, why didn't you just say we can help each other to be strong? Because one another. One another. It was so weird. Because like, Kevin Crowley liked to stretch things out. When I one sing, another. when I sing this song in the car, I can't sing that. It's like the. It's like I always say, the uh, the Pink Floyd song that I can't say the word. What is it? Uncomfortably Uncom- numb. Com- I can't say. Com- can't say comfortably numb. I, I'm like I've become, and I'm just like. No, that's how I sing it in the car. Wow. Yeah, I can't say it. Maybe stop singing it in the car. Let's play, uh, let's hit, hit him with the key and then we'll move on. Oh, the key's a good song. Yeah. 
I like that little yep. Is it a woodblock? I, so I think so If it's not, it should be What if he's hitting it right here? Right? And now I have what if it's not a block? Little block no. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Molly Enunciation is key So uh, yeah, that's a good tune. I like sweet. Yeah. I like sweet time. I like the girl with the heart of gold. Yeah, it wasn't like you said. It wasn't a bad album. No, it's not like it's it's not. It's better than it wasn't. It wasn't like one of the second or third albums. Yeah, it, they kept they kept moving. They found their formula. Yeah, and they were going to keep hitting that same formula, that same recipe. Because mm. if you listen to those, they sound similar to the songs on High Infidelity, yeah. which a lot of, a lot of bands do that. You can't right. fault them, but. You know, you get that sound yeah. and you just roll with it. But then they they knew, you know what? We have to really regroup here. We really need to get it together for the next one because this right. one basically stiffed. I mean, that's a yeah. million, but it's a stiff. Right. After coming off nine, anything's a stiff. So we're in 1984. Yes. And they come out with a thing called Wheels Are Turning. I kind of like this album cover. I'm trying to remember what it looks like. It's kind of like it's just got a bunch of wheels and turning. Oh yeah, yeah, it. it's gears, gears, gears and wheels. And stuff. And yeah, gears. yeah, it looks fine. Uh, I picked a couple off this. Uh, wheels are turning. Of course, everybody knows can't fight this feeling because all of a sudden, yes. we finally have another power and, ballad yeah. to match something from High Infidelity, and it's it's everywhere. Yes, and it it was phenomenal. But there's some other songs on there uh, that. I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed as well. I'm looking now because I lost my spot on the. Uh, nah, 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 There's one song on this album though that. Oh, I you know had. what? Maybe that's the only one I had off this album. There's a song in here I absolutely cannot stand. And what it's is that? One lonely night. And mm. I think because I hate hated the video so much. I don't remember the video at all. The video is so atrocious that whenever I hear the song, I think of the video. Yeah. And it it's not doing the song any favors in my mind. <laughs> Kyle, do I have um, do I have live every moment on my list? Oh, yes. Let's hear live every moment. I will say in the songwriting, there's, they really only sing about one or two things. Yeah. They sing about relationships and they, th- they sing about, you know, good, th- it's like a good, it's like a feel good, it's a band it's for a, pussies. It's up with people. <laughs> it's up with people for emotional cripples. Yeah. That's, that's what Ario is. If you're trying to, if you're trying to meet yeah. a lady, this is the band for you. It, but you still want to rock a little. Yeah. But once, I think this was the point where... It's like, hard to be an REO fan at this point if you're yes. a guy. And I still was, but... It, this is where a lot of, and myself included, yeah. started to fall off. There were, there were songs that would grab me. Like the next album, there's a couple songs that yeah, grabbed yeah. me. And, uh, but 
after High Infidelity, and then a couple songs off Bad Trouble, and then you're, you're moving out, and good it's trouble, like, oh, good, good trouble. trouble, bad trouble, good trouble. And once the, you get, I can't fight this feeling, you're like, all right, I'm back for a little, but only if I'm, you know, right. in a certain situation. Right. Where, are you, where are you rocking me now? And right. th- that's falling apart. And I think that's what Gary Richrath was starting to feel, Richrath was starting to feel at yeah. this point as well. So then um, that brings us to 80. And that, that wheels are turning. That was a big success. I mean, yeah. it, 2 million wasn't, uh, I think, uh, I can't fight this feeling. That had to be a number one song. Uh, had to be. I think it, I'm looking. Uh, Kyle, it had to be. Uh, was it Kyle? Kyle. Here, I got it right here. Don't even look, Kyle. Number one. Yep. Was it? Yep, number one. Oh, yeah, number one hit. First number yeah. one since, uh, since Keep On Loving You. Yeah. So, yeah. Hit. That's a success. One Lonely Night charted at number 19. <laughs> Live Every Moment charted at number 34. So, yeah, there we go. So, two million copies. And Not then we bad. got 87. We got uh, Life, Life as, as We, we know, it. know It. Kind of a, not a great album cover to, if you want to bring in your rock fans. Yeah. It's kind of like a, what is that? Oils, oil painting. There's no logo. It's just yeah. kind of. You wouldn't, yeah. if you were going through the rack, you wouldn't think that yeah. was an Oh, I got to get this one. Yeah, no. no. Kevin Cronin was rocking a mustache on a couple of these uh, <laughs> on the back cover. Not good. No, he, listen, he was fashion challenged for most of his career. I, and, I and really I'm going to say he's still, well, now he, now now he dresses like he, he's 15 and yeah, he's 100. Now I think he's one of these guys that wears the, the Chuck Taylor's yes, jeans and a time. t-shirt. Yeah. And it looks good, but why right. didn't why didn't you? You should have been doing that for the past thirty five years. Well, kid, you could say that about every band that went through some weird image yeah. makeover. Where like, oh, this is the trend. You got to do this is what everybody's doing. If you want to sell albums, you got to look like this. But shouldn't we sound? Don't worry about what you sound like. MTV's on. Bring it on MTV. Bring in the Panther. Always take this photo shoot. Why do we have so, a fire hydrant with a panther? Yeah, Don't question us. Gary, unbutton that last button on your shirt. <laughs> One more, Gary. Maybe I'm, lo- maybe I'm losing that belt. All right, honey, come in and kneel. <laughs> right by his crotch. You heard me. Down. Get down You're there. getting a day rate. Scale. <laughs> There's lunch. You can have it after. Yeah, throw a cup of water in her face. Give her a wet bump. <laughs> what, need- what song do you like off here? I bet we have the same one. What, well, I have two actually off this album. I have two um, off this How many album. do I have, Kyle? 17. One. One. Oh, because I did one. have two, and then I took one off. Did you? I bet we have one of the same, because it's, it's a great tune. It rocks. Tell me what you have. That Ain't Love? I do have. That is one of my songs. Let's that play that, love. then. We both have it, and then we'll let Brian play his second one. You know, I was uh, I was a senior in college in '87 because after my junior year I took a full year off and then I went oh, wow. back gap com- year yeah to complete my senior year and you know guys were still playing 5150 and I pull, sure. I pull this out they're like you 
f- you fancy boy. See, and that's uh, that was the problem because yeah. you're right. You get to a, and, and listen. The other the other song from this album that was the big hit. The other one I picked is completely. In not my, not a testosterone in, in, my, dream, in yes. my dreams in my dreams yeah it's a, I it's love a, that song it's a, but it's a pussy song yeah there's nothing there's I don't have this on my gym workout no uh, real, nope. not at all I'm not I'm not going oh I got to do leg day in my dreams I'm squatting <laughs> and oh in my dreams God what a you know what a baby I would yeah. be. I have to be careful with uh, my derogatory terms for myself and my listening because I'll, I'll have a lecture on the way home. Derogatory terms for yourself? For myself, yes. Why, you can't bring yourself down? No, Molly, no, Molly, if I label, if I, like you said, this is pussy music. Yeah. Oh, and it, you th- can say that. I can? Yeah, I'd feel like a pussy. What, can, was, what can he say? I, he can say most things. Can you lean into the mic, please? Well, mic I, technique. I it's all about mic off. technique. I thought my mic was off. No, that's I fine. We, just, we kept it on just okay. to be polite. Oh, thank Thank you. Sorry for making it so hot in here, by the way. Um, yeah, you're extra. <laughs> extra yeah, person. Extra body temperatures, really. Yeah, you can say most things. All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, so you, but we know this is right. This Did is, you guys have some good discussions on your drive out here? Was it quiet not. time? It was quiet. <laughs> quiet time. It was uncomfortably quiet, except for the uh, the long intervals of Hamilton, the Hamilton soundtrack. Hamilton. Hamilton's pretty great. Maybe you do that on the next one. We come and do show tunes. They don't really rock, but. Hamilton does. We're it. ready. We I think that's the only way to get Pardo back in the seat is if I say show tunes. Yeah. Well, yeah. that Hamilton soundtrack, I got to tell you, it was It good. is pretty, it is solid. But the one, and this, maybe I'm an emotional wreck because I like In My Dreams. I mm-hmm. like the power ballads of Ario Speedwagon. Yeah, yeah. And my favorite song from Hamilton was the really sad, slow song, It's Quiet Uptown. After his son is killed, it was oh, horrifying. did you cry? Did it make you cry? He Let did. me ask you he that. Cried. They were uh, not sobbing like a baby. Well, I it wasn't in a fetal you, position. Your, your, your eyes get wet and I, start there to. There were a couple of tears. Because, well up. See, good music, and there, I'm sure this happens with Ario. Mm. It happens with every good band. Yeah. It conjures up feelings and memories of other things in your life, yeah. which is what it's supposed to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. So I wasn't crying that Hamilton was sad, mm-hmm. but. As as they were talking about forgiveness and the unimaginable and all this, it conjures up all sorts of other things in your life. And yes, I did. The first time I had sunglasses on, so I don't think she noticed. But then I was I was dumb. And yesterday, when we listened to it again, because we've listened to it every day, yeah, uh, I didn't have my sunglasses on, uh, and I thought I was being sly, you know. With <laughs> and then I yeah, yeah, a yeah. Quick, quick wipe of the eyes. It didn't work. Well, I also, was, it's not sly when you reach for tissues in the back seat and then stick them under your sunglasses. That <laughs> oh, that's the true, illusion. <laughs> well, that's... Oh, okay, good point. Maybe I wasn't as sly as I thought. <laughs> I think I'm going to call this episode P.O.D. Pusswagon. Ario <laughs> <laughs> Pusswagon. Ario What did I say I was going to call it? That Podwagon. Ario Podwagon. <laughs> yeah. Was that what it was? I think okay, so. i got to remember that. Oh. Yeah. All right, so yeah. You it wasn't were, Speedcast. No, it's was, so there was one of the wagon. options. I think maybe you combine a few. You I go think... fat puss wagon. <laughs> <laughs> fat puss pod. There you go. <laughs> wow. Uh, this, uh, I think there's one more. There's They release a Ario Speedwagon, the hits. Yes, there's, which there's, is another. Because now th- things are starting to turn again for yeah, Ario. Yeah. They, they were low, then they've got huge top of the world ma, mm-hmm. and then now it's the yeah. steady decline is well underway. So the hits album comes out. It's got two new studio tracks. One of them here with me, I think, mm-hmm. does pretty well. It's a nice song. But this is uh, this is then that's it for Gary Richrath. I think he's I think he's got some alcohol problems. Really? Is that's, that what you're going with? What do you think he has? I think he just doesn't like Kevin Cronin anymore. You think he's? Are you saying he's doing cocaine? No, I think no. I said I don't think he and Kevin Cronin get is, along anymore. When you say Cronin, is that code for 
cocaine? Wow, might be. Crocaine? Why should it be? Well, he's dead. Can we say anything? Crocaine? Crocaine running all around his brain. <laughs> so you think him and Kevin aren't getting I just anymore. think, yeah. I, I think they're, you know, they want to write about different things. And okay. I'm going to go with artistic differences. All right. Can we go with that? I sure. like the booze of the cocaine, though. That sounds more uh, melodramatic. And uh, also Alan leaves. Yeah, he just retires. Too. He just, just retires. Done. His hands probably hurt after all those years. Yeah, so I, separating Cronin and Right, Ritrath. just pushing him apart. Plus, I, I loved it. He was the first drummer I ever saw wear batting gloves. Yeah. Yes. He wore the batting gloves and he had the big tape at the end of the sticks. And he yep. was just pounding, pounding, <laughs> pounding. And I'm air pounding on this because people he's are. He's like a wind up monkey. Yeah. He just. And so he's he's done. Yeah. He's like, I'm just leaving. So music. the whole the whole band now, they have uh, they get a guy named Brian Hit on drums, which right. is a pretty cool name if you're a drummer. He was from Wang Chung. Was he really? Yep. Formerly of Wang Chung. Holy balls. I did See? not know that. I dropped some knowledge. And then Dave Amato on guitar, who is one of the most uh, awkward guitar players live. Pardo and I always make fun. It <laughs> looks he, like he played with Nugent, right? Yeah. He looks like he's wrestling the guitar. He looks like he's like, <laughs> like whenever he plays a solo, Pardo and I always go, oh my God. Oh no. The guitar's getting away from me. I'm going to drop it. I can't. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. It is, he is very, he's not, he's not as smooth as Rich Rath live, right. but he must be good or he wouldn't. He's, that's, he's adequate. So this is he the lineup. This is the, this is the new lineup in 1990, and that is still the lineup to this day. Right. That's still the REO Speedwagon. But they come out with a, with a, a horrible title on this album. Oh. This is so, it's called... I mocked this horribly the when Earth, it came out. The Earth, A Small Man, His Dog, and a Chicken. And that's what's on the album cover. Yeah. And it's not a good album cover. It's just... No, it just looks dumb. I don't. It is. It just it's, looks it's stupid. Dumb. It's like all right. The eighties. The eighties were kind to you, Ario Speedwagon. Yeah, but now the nineties. The nineties are, are not starting off well. It's not starting off well. Adam. Well, plus it, you lose the guy who was the arguably rock. the heart and soul of the band. It did a lot it was of the writing. Band, yeah, and he he gave it that edge yeah. where you could still keep yeah. some people, and you was writing good stuff. So now a guy who wasn't even the original member, Kevin, he's. He's the guy. He's the guy. He's, He's the lead the guy. Face now. The He's sound. the face He's everything and the sound of the band. So, yeah. he, so whatever they want to do, they can do. What were you going to say about the album cover title? Uh, album cover every title. Album title. <laughs> the, uh, hey, title. The album cover I'm looks like it would be like a, a Counting Crows album cover. Yeah, maybe. But the it's title a precursor. Sucks. Yeah, the title stinks. That can't, I mean. Somebody went, you know what? This is very artsy. Let's do it. They said, what's on your album cover? And they, they said, and then they go, okay. And then they printed like, that like a one of the song, cake. One of the songs I have queued up would have been a better album title, and they could have come up with a cool, uh, yeah. All Heaven Broke Loose. You could think of a million things that sure. could be on that album cover. Man, we suck now. <laughs> Anything, you know. Let's play All Where's Heaven Gary? Broke Loose. Where's Gary? Let's play a little All Heaven Broke Loose. You don't have that on I here. don't? You have Halfway. Do, okay, then play Halfway. Wow, and he give, the cord is being passed around. Yeah, so he just rips it out. Like, so, hell, you do it now. I'm done. It's a push song, but I like it. But this kicks in in a minute. Do you know this song, Brian, Halfway? I, I was out. I was out. <laughs> I was right out. Now. I, I was out.
Oh, yeah, Brian Hitt also has recorded with uh, Nick Gilder and Gary Busey. Is that right? <laughs> Gary Busey? Gary Busey. When did he record something? Probably right after. The Carney soundtrack? Probably recorded after the uh, the Buddy Holly movie. Someone probably oh. gave, He probably had an album sure, deal. Sure, sure. You know what, Gary? That's fine. Uh, interestingly enough, and I wish I had known this off mm-hmm. the top of my head, but I, sure. I read it somewhere. Sure. The last Billboard Top 100 hit for REO came off this album. The last one, and it was not the song you picked. It's Love is a Rock, and that peaked at number 65. That was the last time. That's a good tune. That would have been a better album title, yeah. too. Last time that REO uh, charted. Then uh, and I, That's not you know some yep. sort of gastrointestinal thing. Then it was six years after that, and they had an album uh, come out called Building the Bridge, which I think Bill Clinton used that song. Uh, Did he? If I'm not mistaken. It might be. The song Building the Bridge found its way to the White House where President Clinton adopted it as his theme for his re-election campaign uh, okay. in 1996. You could have read that or made that up and I wouldn't know. This was after... <laughs> Kyle, I'm doing both. I made it up, typed it, and now I'm reading it back to you. Ah, that's clever. This is after Epic dropped them, so they had to release this on the Priority Rhythm Safari label. Yes, yes. <laughs> Pretty not good. Yeah, I don't even. But that's just two guys in their basement going. Yeah, yeah. we got a label. Yeah, hey, maybe we can get Speedwagon. They suck. The they suck again. They suck now. <laughs> I hear Rich Rath um, left. Okay. I did, we did see them. Uh, Part and I saw them on tour before this album came out, and they played. Uh, a, they go, we're gonna play a brand new one. It'll be on our upcoming I'll never album. Do that in concert. And uh, but but it was so good live. It's okay on record, but it's called uh, When I Get Home. So let's hear a little bit of that. I'm gonna bore the fans to death. Can't what the picture? Hug it. Oh. What? This is about what he's going to do when he gets home. I get that, but I thought he said something else. When he gets home, you know what they're going to do. Right. Hug the picture. Bang around. They're going to put out high infidelity. <laughs> relive the good old days. Remember when I was a rock star? Yep. It almost sounds like a threat. Yeah, I'm coming home. <laughs> now think about Cosby singing this to someone. Take it down, Kyle. Take it down. When Kevin Cronin gets home after all the county fairs that they're playing now because they're not headlining arenas anymore, I'm going to beat you with corn dog sticks, woman. We get home and put on the Nine Lives outfit. That's right. <laughs> get my gloves out, baby. It's time for suspense. Let me tell you something, Kyle. When I get home, I would rather have my lady put on that Nine Lives outfit. <laughs> that outfit looks better on a lady. What's my What's my song? Their you, last studio album was um, "Find Your Way Home." Find Your Way Home. What What song did I pick? From Dangerous this? Combination. Dangerous Combination, co-written by Kevin Cronin and Jim Peterick from Survivor. Survivor. Ides of March. Let's hear that. Then we're going to promote and we're going to play us out with uh, "Keep on Loving You." I think okay. is that the last one I got there. Wow. Do I keep on loving you there? No. Well, I'll play it. We'll play it from my computer. Or no, I was gonna let. I think I was gonna let you play. You you play we're it out with do, something. Yeah, we were gonna do something off the live album, okay. Golden Country. We we're haven't heard that. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we heard it twice already. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We were gonna do Flag Turkey Trot in because That's Gary is do. gone and he was, yes. as you said, vastly underrated as a guitarist. Right, let's hear a little bit of this song, "Dangerous Combination," co-written by uh, Jim Peterick of Survivor fame. Was this after Eye of the Tiger? Yeah, is yeah. that why Rich Rath uh, or uh, Cronin hooked up with him? You've had yeah. a big hit in the last decade. Yeah. Can we uh, ride your coattails? about 25 years after Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> 25 years after Eye of the Tiger? 2007. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm Do your math, radio guy. I don't have to add. Baby, you could say
Now, Brad Paisley or Keith Urban sang this song to be a hit. Oh, huge. Huge. Any country singer. When you're coming out on the Kooky Safari label, nobody's listening to this. The, you know, the Jungle Cruise Disneyland label, nobody wants to hear it. Oh, and I like he talks, sings it. He does. It's a dangerous combination. It's almost bad trouble. <laughs> that would be bad trouble, a dangerous combination. So you're going to play us out with uh, Flying Where's Turkey Trot. You yeah. know what? After 90 minutes, it disappears. Is that right? It, it's, I, it's not. Is it because I put 21 songs on my list instead of 20? I timed it and I said, I don't know how this is going to go. So let them, <laughs> let's make Actually, them. I don't believe you. That last album's on the Mailboat Records. Oh, that's Mailboat? Well, no, no, no. I, no. I this, take this, that back. No, no. You were right about building a bridge. Yeah. Right. But this one's on Mailboat. Yeah, they the, couldn't even stay on Rhythm Safari. No. They couldn't stay on Rhythm Safari? I think Rhythm Safari was not a thing anymore. <laughs> Although Rhythm Safari, also a better album name than that's the true. Earth, You're right. And Molly, remember this, always in your life, the rhythm is going to get you. <laughs> Wow. Boom. Gloria Estefan. Drop the mic and you walk do, off. You want to do a Gloria Estefan uh, podcast next time? <laughs> you want to do Miami Sound Machine? You've just exhausted my knowledge. <laughs> of, I know the rhythm is going to get me, and uh, watch out, there's a bus. Somebody's going to hit my bus. Isn't that a song that they yeah, sing? I think, I think so. <laughs> on my legs. Brian, you're, where, you have a website? Uh, actually, I don't. I, no, right. no, I used to. Just go If you go to WGNRadio.com, you can find out all about me. Okay. I do uh, want to say, oh, I know what I want to say. What? Uh, you, and I don't have him here. I'm going to have to hook up they with you. They did come to the Yes, come but to I have house. to hook up with you before you leave. Yeah. So you can sign these. And All I'll right. come to you. When do you leave? You leave Saturday? Saturday a.m., early a.m. I'm going to have to hook up with you sometime. We could do, you know, you'll take a break. Do you get a lunch? I don't. We'll, we'll figure it out. We get done. We'll figure it out. We could, that, that's something what, we could talk about off mic. Well, no, because I have to tell them, because gonna, we're going to give those well, sure, away. Yeah. I might even have you go home, sign four, and send them to me. Oh, my goodness. And I'll send you these back. Well, you could keep those four. Use them as coasters or skeet. Excellent. You know, well, Brian, what, give them to Kyle. Brian, Brian Kyle brought, because uh, Brian, sure. Brian is a stand-up comedian. He brought four of his comedy CDs. What's the CD called? Uh, Protect the Children. These are, and I got to tell you, when you asked me, these are, because when I started doing radio in Chicago, yeah. there was a, a stigma attached to uh, being a stand-up mm-hmm. and doing radio, especially at a talk show, because I wasn't a sidekick on a wacky morning right, drive. I was right. doing a talk show. Sure. Uh, and so I didn't do stand-up You're not for a, a dunce. Right, exactly. But so these are these are uh, vintage, collector's items. Collector's items. It's almost as if these CDs were vinyl. That's how rare But you don't are. mind people hearing your, your act. No, that's what it, we, That's what I used to do. That's right. how I made a living. It's, uh, you know, some of it talks about, you know, Molly being a baby, which yeah. is not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. But listen, I did those jokes till she was 18. So, you know, <laughs> I, writing was for the birds. So, uh, yeah. So we <laughs> Is there a joke on this CD about a certain type of pant you might wear? I don't think that's on there. All oh, right, wait. Cool. Or is it the bonus track? Because, yeah, the bonus track. The boner. Sure. Track. The boner track. The, the boner, boner track. pants. That was, uh, yeah. The, 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 there's certain things that, you know, you look back. 
and I look back at like some of the jokes I did yeah. when I first started. I was like, oh, that's a, and everybody does it. Every co- you ask any comic mm-hmm. that you talk to, they're gonna their old stuff is a, right. They're gonna shake their head because of yeah. That. Oh, it's but all horrible. Right, but that's the stuff that got you to where you're gonna yeah. be. So it's yeah. you know, it's fine. It is what it is. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. Yeah, what um, is that? I, this exciting. Brian's gonna sign four of these. Uh, Amy from the Rock Solid Autograph Club is immediately gonna get one of those. Oh, and hi, the, Amy. The other three. Uh, here's what you have to do: the first three people to email me and tell me what the call letters of both stations that Brian oh, is on. Man. The first three people to tell me that and include your fucking address. Cause if your address isn't here this time, I swear to God, I'm deleting it. I'm not going to email back and say, Hey, what's your address? You won. I'm fucking deleting it. So you better include that address, the mailing wow. address and don't leave off that zip code. Can I ask what, yeah. why what's does up? my giveaway have to be the one where you turn so fucking evil I do, on everybody? I do everybody. this with every giveaway. Oh, yeah. All right. It's a thing I do <laughs> wow, every time. Jesus Christ. So, uh, just the call letters of the two station radio stations, Brian's on. And the first three people to tell me that we'll get these. Brian, you're on Protect Twitter. Children. I am on Twitter, Brian Noonan show, Facebook, Brian Noonan show. You can follow me there. I post stuff all the time, uh, for the shows. Mm-hmm. Listen to our uh, podcast, which is, uh, the extra of the, uh, cool. you know, we do the show and then we do it in a podcast after you can stream it at wgnradio.com and wtmj.com and uh you know all that kind of jazz now, now people know the the number the letters oh they do but oh sorry but that's, maybe, a, that's, that's okay right. they got to listen to yeah, you got to listen way, you got to listen to find it right, out you've, you've if you've listened this long god bless yeah, you then you should win god it's now it's all now it's all speed it's I, speed i really <laughs> should send you like a couple hundred <laughs> wouldn't that be hysterical <laughs> everybody wins. everyone wins it's this this podcast everybody is like youth soccer oh, look sign as many as you want and send them right. to me everybody gets them molly are you on the twitter be careful what you wish i am on twitter do you want to give that out? Sure, it's Noonan underscore Molly. Uh, I have fifty followers, so please. She's new, please. To, new to you'll the probably, get, You'll probably get four or five more from this. I'm very excited about that. Right, Welcome. Excellent. I hope you. Uh, I'll follow it. you later myself. Let me hold on. I'm going to follow you right now. You do it right now. Thank you. See. No, that's my personal account, but I'm going to. Do your troll account. This is, this is we good radio. Horrible things up. <laughs> so thank you. Radio. Well, thank you again for having me. This was very enjoyable, very exciting. It was nice to. It was fun to delve back into some of the Ario stuff I haven't listened to in a while, yeah. which was uh, nice, and it really underscored to me why I like the band yeah, in yeah. the first place and how different how their career was. Two vastly different things. Yep, I agree with you one hundred percent. It was. Kevin's songs and Gary's songs, you put them together, you got a nice combination. Right, and one, one Put them together, that's a dangerous combination. Oh, bad trouble. Kyle, we're at Rock Solid Show. I am at Pat underscore Francis. You are at Kyle Dotson Funny. Do you have any comedy shows coming up, Kyle? Uh, I don't know. This is pretty far out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know when this one's going to drop. I don't know when this one's going to drop, to be honest. Oh, with is you. that right? Yeah, I really don't. Is it ever going to drop? Well, yeah, certainly it will. Are you, is this one of those ones that never sees the light of day? No, not at all. No, you're just I here. See. So, but I already have the next oh, of episode course. No, no, scheduled. No. Oh, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, in yeah. the can. Yeah, you're in the can. I'm just in the can waiting for, uh, you know, I hope I don't sit on the shelf and develop. <laughs> no, you help. won't. All right, we'll see. Uh, I think the longest one that we ever had in the can was Lisa Goich's, uh Alice Cooper episode because I wanted to release it uh, at Halloween. At Halloween. Right? And I think we recorded uh, it in like, what, July or yeah. August? Yeah. Did she call, did she post a million Facebook things <laughs> telling you that you weren't going to, uh, <laughs> you were gonna, I love Lisa Goich. I'll tell you a story when we're done. Oh, that'll be fun. Let's play us out with... Uh, thank you, Brian. You're very First welcome. of all, great to see you, Good Molly. See great you. to meet you. And uh, eh, Kyle, <laughs> play us out. How many times have we heard Golden Country tonight, Kyle? This is Flying Turkey Trot live. Yes, it is. Live Flying Turkey Trot.
One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.